Welcome to TDP, the Tiny Desk Podcast, coming at you live from the Creator Cave at E3. Not really, I wish, but this is the E3 edition of the podcast. I'm Robert Scarpadito, and I'm joined here by Jack Cepeda. Hi, everybody. This is Jack. I'm really hype. It's E3 week, and also, I am an advocate of in-depth cinema caliber story in video games. I just want you guys to know that. (laughs) Did that come with a death stare? Are you death staring us right now? I'm just an advocate for in-depth cinema caliber story in video games, okay? All right. Um, I'm putting that out there, just in case there was any any discrepancies. And uh, we're also joined here by Colin Sparling. Hashtag bring Animusha back. So sad that we didn't actually see Animusha of E3, but I digress. Yep. E3. Hype. Next year. There's always next year. Always next year. And the year after always that. Always next year. And the year after that. You know what? Who knows if E3 is going to happen anymore the way this was. I'd like to call E3 2017 kind of what we call a, a transition year, guys. You know, it's a little, little gray, a little not so much what we've come accustomed to. There's some things working, some machinations uh, behind the scenes, but not too much really being brought to the fore. Yeah, I feel like this year Agreed. was, I mean, there was hype to be had for sure, but there were definitely better years. I mean, I mean, guys, like the last two years, though, we've, we've been pretty spoiled. You yeah, know what I mean? Like fair. the last two years have been explosive. Mm-hmm. Like it's been nothing short of amazing the past two years. So it was only a matter of time until, you know, because you set the bar so high. It was only a matter of time until you, you don't quite reach that standard. It's always on my calendar as a time of the year to really pay attention to the press conferences, to the game previews. I mean, just imagine there's nothing really, you know, in in entertainment and nerd media, you know, in the industry that's kind of like this where you just get this giant um, kind of dump truck of information and trailers like all at one time right so yep. E3 is kind of unique in that regard there's no like one mo- you know one week where all the movies are announced or one week where all the books or you know all the TV shows are announced those are kind of spread out throughout the year but E3 week is just like kind of Christmas time in the middle of summer for yeah. gamers and that's why right. I love I it mean, that's why I, I look forward to it Exactly. I mean, it's our Super Bowl. It's our NBA Finals. It's our, you know, it's our World Series. Yeah, I prefer to think of it as like, it's like the pre-Christmas. You know, it's the thing that you watch to know what you get at Christmas. Yeah, it's the thing to figure out how excited you should be for Christmas. Exactly. And Black Friday. Right, exactly. (laughs) And then see how bad your wallet hurts afterwards. Yep. Yeah, I mean, we got so much to talk about seriously like yeah. buckle in guys because this is going to be a long one um we might as well just get started right away yes, seriously. Our, our plan is to hit each of the conferences and kind of go through them in chronological order and the you know we'll be starting with ea electronic arts who had their own little thing ea play on the saturday before the other uh conferences began so i guess let's start with ea jack let's hit you up what was the big thing that um struck struck you EA. Besides, oh, the big thing? Besides being an advocate for uh, cinematic experiences in video games. Um, <laughs> there were, well, I'll remember EA always this year as probably the press conference. And they started out, they started out, you know, as the press conference that had the most cringe mm. to me, at least. There were two moments, at least. And I hate to call oh, it out. Yeah, I know, it was I know what you're so, talking about awkward <laughs> it was so bad i feel i felt bad for him honestly uh jesse wellens i think he's a youtube creator i think he does prank versus prank or i don't know yeah, if that's he, he does prank, prank videos channel. yeah yeah and i i just have a feeling that the teleprompter just must have been operating bad but it was really cringy and he you know he made joke of it and made light of it on twitter but it was just really hard to watch i was just like oh no oh no i don't know hey if you guys, guys you all know who i am 
Yeah, no, he just went like deer in the headlights live yeah, there in front of bad. everyone. And oh, in front of the whole video game world, yeah. Yeah, it just makes me wonder, you know, like why was he there? You know, I mean, I don't I don't watch prank YouTubers at all, but I feel like the audience for prank YouTubers and the audience for video gamers, like that's not the first thing you Venn diagram. Yeah, race games too, like Need for Speed, like yeah, yeah I don't draw those parallels necessarily. Yeah. It was it was strange, but it was it was painful to watch. But it, there's definitely some choice uh, YouTube videos to go out there if you ha- if you didn't see it firsthand. It was bad though because he like would just end up repeating himself. He's just like oh oh no. He, you could tell he just wanted to do like the cut cut. Just, yeah. He just wanted to get off the camera. He's like oh well here's this other guy to talk to. It was painful to watch. I do honestly feel bad for him. But what would E3 be? If we didn't have the cringe, because this industry still can't figure out how to do a you know just a great top to bottom um, presentation, Sony Sony has come the closest. I feel mm-hmm. you know like you like we said in the last two years, Sony Sony seems when they had Adam Boys uh, with the company, he would come out and talk on stage. Adam Vinyaki last year as well is is a character, but they you know they they seem to have it kind of together. Whereas just most of the other third parties and everything, there's always some kind of cringe compilation. And, you know, you there's all all kinds of madness going on and 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 this was one of the two kind of choice moments the second cringy moment in EA was the thing that I was referencing right at the top of the podcast just that I can't remember her name but the girl the actress that um, plays the protagonist in the newly announced battlefield battlefront battlefront Battlefront, yeah, Star Wars Battlefront 2. She's playing the protagonist I guess in the single player mode and she came out and she's like hi my name is you know whatever I can't remember her her name yeah, and I'm an advocate for in-depth cinema caliber story in video games. Like, good to know. Me too. Yeah, like, glad you vocalized that. Yeah, like, it, it was at that oh, moment. And, uh, well, it was at that moment where if G- you didn't think this was all scripted. No, I was going to say uh, Janina That's where you know it's scripted. And what was her name, Colin? Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Uh, her name is Janina Gavankar. Gav- Gavankar. Uh, okay. Yeah, it's hard to say. Yeah. I remember it was yeah. weird, but... Yeah, that that to me it just I was just such a laugh out loud moment because the look on her face and just like you know like she's brooding she's like she's so dead serious about it, it was not a joke yeah it's not it, meant to be funny it's like she was trying to dominate everyone in the room you know <laughs> it just totally dominate. backfired yeah yeah and like I said E three just every year has just the cringiest moments man yeah and that was one of them see to me the the big I mean oh go ahead Colin ninety uh, percent of them being Aisha Tyler just saying. Mm. Well, I mean, that was that was just one thing last year. Um, but no, so the big thing for me that was like really cringy for EA was just the overarching way they tried to market their games this year at E3 because they thought it was a good idea to say, hey, let's bring all these like these YouTubers and these Twitch streamers. Let's bring them here and let's make the, the creation cave, the creator cave where they'll they'll sit there and they'll play games and they'll create videos for you right there. And they were trying they're to be streaming live to their audience. Yeah. In the middle of press conference. Yeah. It's like, like yeah, man, I don't know if it's they're trying to pay influencers to help influence their market or their their um, yeah their market for like giving people the idea of like, hey, EA games are fun. But the way they did it, it's like they kind of tried to neuter all the streamers' personalities and try to make them like clean cut, you know, like just market our game. Don't be yourself. Just stream our game and say that it's stay fun. Stay on message. Stay on message. Yeah. yeah. And Become a PR advocate. Yeah. And that's just that ruins the point. You know, like people don't follow streamers because they have a message they give. They follow streamers because, you know, they're funny or they tell good stories or the, their mannerisms, you know, like what makes them yeah. a human being. And yeah. EA just bought them out and said, don't be you. But say Battlefront 2 is really fun. 
they're not journalists, you know, I mean, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but I'm just trying to be objective about it. Like streamers, you know, YouTube personalities, they're not journalists. They're not, they're not held to any kind of uh, conflict of interest standard or whatever. If you give them a free game, changes are, they might play it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'm willing to bet probably the average YouTube streamer or Twitch streamer probably has dozens upon dozens of free game codes in their inbox right now from the, just the litany of people, of companies out there trying to get their, their uh, games promoted by them. Because what, what you, what are you going to do? You're going to give a uh, publication, you know, you're going to give uh, I don't know, uh, the wall street journal or something like that. You know I mean? Just like a well-known <laughs> company. You're going to give them something and then the critics going to shit all over it and then it's over. Or you're going to give it to someone who, you know, likes the, your kind of games and you, you know, will be positive about it, you know, and, and not have to pay them as much to get a all positive message out there. You know, it just really comes down to that. As simple as that. You want uh, people with a, with a large audience to say nice things about your game as cheaply as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Economics one one. Yeah, I so don't, yeah, that's a bigger conversation aside from E3, but right, it's so, definitely the way the industry is evolving. Yeah, the way EA marketed it was pretty bad, but let's let's just start talking about the more positive things about it, or at least things that are less cringy. Let's talk about the games themselves that uh, were sure. announced. Um, so the big one that stood out to me, and this is a very little, like in the grand scheme of people who EA are talking to, is probably a very little one. Um, but I'd really like to talk about a way out. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that is probably my favorite game in that demonstration. Oh, yeah, same, same. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, I have to agree. Like, did either of you play Brothers Tale of Two Sons? No, I didn't. Oh, you got to get on that. You can play it in an afternoon, too. Yeah, it's like a two, three-hour game. All you just need is a controller. I mean, you can do it keyboard, but controller preferred, I think. Um, It's a really cute little game. You know, it's got, like, basically puzzle platforming, and it's a co-op game made for single player, I think is the best way to describe it. Uh, what I'll say, I don't want to spoil it for you, Colin. I definitely think you should play it. But what I'll say is that I was just not expecting the end of that game. I was I was not ready for that at all, mm-hmm. like on an emotional level. Yeah, I started crying at the end, and I was like, I didn't ask for this. <laughs> See, I, I was stopping short of saying that I did the same thing because I didn't want him to like get there and be like, oh, nah, that, you know, I don't fair. want him to expect like that big something that big to happen but just play it's an awesome game regardless uh the ending to me was just kind of the cherry on top it's i hate to sound cliche but it's really about the journey not the ending necessarily but mm-hmm. the ending is is significant story in a narrative sense yes and the dude who made that game is part of this team haze light studios um who are making a way out which is looking to be like it's taking a lot of notes from that kind of the idea of like a co-op story based thing um, but this is more actual co-op where you're supposed to like sit with a friend and couch co-op it. It's a co-op uh, right. prison break, man, which yeah. is such an awesome idea where you have to depend on each other. I mean, I, I, it just seemed really fresh, really inspired. The fact that it's from a company that's already known for creating kind of dynamic gameplay and innovative gameplay. It just gets me right. really excited. Like I'm, I'm on board for this game and I thought the graphic the graphical style was kind of appropriate. It was kind of uh, it wasn't ultra realistic. It was almost kind of cartoony a little bit, mm-hmm. but you know, in a, I, I just think it had a good it, direction. It kind of reminded it. me of like early Uncharted games, in terms of yeah graphic style. I can see that. Some yeah, that's, that's definitely the vibes I was getting from the from the trailer was uh, Uncharted vibes for sure. And uh, like yeah, just uh, like a co op, basically like Shawn Sha- Shawshank Redemption, the game. I'm like, yeah, I'm sold. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, the thing that really sold me on the game was the idea like your friend could be in a cutscene while you can still be moving around and doing stuff around that cutscene. Mm-hmm. You know, 
Like, yeah, and it, and it looks like it dynamically splits the screen, too, mm-hmm. for, like, who needs to see more, right? Yeah. So, I think that game is, like, I have a lot of high hopes for it. I think it'll be really good. And the way that Joseph Fares, or Fares, I don't know how you say his last name, the way he was marketing it when he came on the stage, you know, he was, like, cocky. He was confident, like, you're going to love this game. I know you will. And <laughs> He can back it up, though, you yeah. know, at least that trailer did. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, now I understand. I definitely um, am looking forward to it. I just just the writing really is um something that is fresh and unique yep um so ea also revealed a lot of sports games sports 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 all kinds of sports 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 mm-hmm. all the sports uh they showed if i'm not mistaken they showed madden 18 fifa 18 and nba live 18 i think no that was surprises yeah that was it for sports i can't believe they're making another nba live yep uh, NBA yeah, 2K they're they're holding that, on to that, that whole, one. They're trying hard. Yeah, NBA 2K has them beat so hard, and they just—I don't know why they keep trying, man. You know, one surprise for me with that: no, no hoop god this time. <laughs> the hoop god—I didn't see him. At least yet I missed yeah, him. I don't know. I didn't no, see him. No, there, no, ex- no extended presentation on the dribbling physics. <laughs> no, yeah, no, uh, no scanning your face via your phone and then getting you into the game. Wait, I thought that was that 2K or was that live? I think it was live. It was, it was both. I was probably. They, they, they all do it now, right? Like, who can who even knows anymore? Mm-hmm. I don't know. The, well, the one that was really weird to me was FIFA because they had the whole like we've created a character for you, and this is like you know your this is his story, but it's your story because you're playing as him. And they had all those interviews with like real athletes talking about how like oh yeah, this guy's like the best athlete I've ever met. You guys remember that? No, I I tune out. I'm be honest with you, I tune out when they start talking sports. It was like yeah, pretty. Um, <laughs> You know, modest operandi here for on EA side. Like they're gonna have new sports games, and uh, one thing I am actually one thing that does stand out is that they're gonna looks like they're translating that um, single player story mode that they had in FIFA that's been so successful. They're bringing it back for FIFA, but they're also extending it to Madden, mm-hmm. which to me yeah, could the be long, cool. The long shot mode, yeah, that looks awesome. That to me is a reason to buy Madden. I skipped out on it last year just because I can't justify sixty dollars a year for a game with minimal improvements but if you're adding like a story-based single player kind of uh, pseudo rpg into my into my madden like hey I, you know you got my ear yeah that, that, that's what i love like <clears throat> not a big sports games ad- advocate myself at least not like the the like the simulator types the hyper realistic ones I, I like i like my arcade sports games like your nba jams and all that but um like this whole idea of all these sports games taking this direction where they're having like actual story modes um, as they're like in, in place of like what would be like a franchise mode, for example, like like MLB has MLB MLB like Road to the Show now, and mm-hmm. like the Long Shot mode in Madden, and, and then they have uh, is it the Journey in uh, FIFA? I uh, yeah, it's the Journey. So, yeah, so like all that stuff, it's like okay, like I bought MLB the Show because the idea of like Road to the Show, like okay, you create your character and you can run through this whole story, and they're like you make decisions. Even before that, Two K had the same thing going for it, where you could like you know, start in college and then get drafted in the NBA and all this stuff. And like, so yeah, this whole concept of a story mode, like definitely would be something that would be, get me interested in sports games. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's, that's something that I would need if I was even considering going to drop another $60 on something like that. So, so Agreed. yeah, we'll see how uh, reviews turn out. We'll see what the feedback is, but I definitely could see myself getting Madden later this year. That's only a few months, right? Till it comes out, maybe two months. I think so. Three months or so. Yeah. That's one of the sure things in video games is you're going to get, uh, some cringy moments in E3, and you're gonna get a new Madden every year. So mm-hmm. there's you the only by it. only two things you can guarantee in a year. Absolutely. Yep. <laughs> um. So was there was there anything else that stood out to you guys? Kind of want to hand the yeah, reins over, um, see what you guys got. 
Anthem. Anthem stood out to me mm. for sure. Um, so like the the initial trailer was, I was like, okay, this looks kind of cool. New Bioware uh, IP. Obviously, they show more later, and we'll get to that. Uh, I think in Microsoft's conference. Well, I mean, let, we can just like, talk about it now. I mean, might as well. I mean, so we it's an EA okay, game. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. I was pretty damn impressed by the gameplay demo that they showed. Um, they the uh, the transition. Well, first of all, when they first like showed the trailer, and it was like the first person, and it was like what, you walking through like a market. I was like, is this a live action trailer? Like it like it was seriously that jarring for me at first. Until they showed like a close up of somebody's face and then I was like, Oh, this is a trailer for you know, this is actual in game footage. Um but then they're like when they showed actual gameplay of you getting in uh what what do they call them the mech suits? Javelins. Javelins yeah. Your character jumps in this javelin. I'm like, Oh yeah, this suit is like fully customizable. It's basically Iron then, Man. Yeah. yeah. And like you're, you could basically go wherever the hell you want and explore wherever the hell you want, shoot things and dive underwater and fly and go on mission with your, with your friends. Completely open world. I'm like, dude, I'm so sold on this. This is like Xenoblade Chronicles X, but like on steroids. Like this sounds awesome to me. Yeah, I was getting a lot of um, like Warframe, Destiny, The Division vibes. You know, yeah. the idea of like customizing your suit and then you just go out there and shoot and loot. And, you know, you come back home base, sell your stuff, and go back out and shoot and loot some more. I feel like that's probably going to be the core right. gameplay of this. Honestly, this is that's probably, like, the way I would I would want Destiny to be. This is, like, this is the game that I would want Destiny to be. Hmm. So, that I think that's why it has me so sold. Not, like, don't know how I feel about, like, the whole art style thing, because I feel like the art style isn't anything, like, too special. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. It doesn't seem like anything too original, but like the gameplay has just has me so it's sold and just all the stuff you can do that. I'm like, okay, yeah, just take my money. Yeah. There's definitely some mass effect uh, DNA into the art style. I see. Yeah. And the, uh, the way the camera is, the way it looks like Mm -hmm. it plays, it looks like it plays smooth. So that's good. Yeah. I was going to say, I think this is the same studio that brought mass effect one, two and three to life. Is it? So so yeah, you can, you can really see the mass effect vibes there. I think the one thing that made me interested in the game was that, you know, you like they were on a jetpack, right. And they're just kind of like diving down and like flying to wherever they need to go. And the second that the character goes into the water, like I was expecting, Oh, it's just going to be boring water swimming, but she just Mm -hmm. uses the jetpack through the water. And it's like, okay, this is kind of cool. Now you got to wonder how deep they're going to go with that though. Are they going to have like underwater only style quests or whatever you call it? You know, how, how, no pun intended, but how deep does that underwater stuff actually get? Right. Like it could, it could be cool. It could be a unique opportunity. Mm -hmm. Obviously my first impression when I saw that was you look at the visuals and you're like, wow, this is definitely not something that could be done just on Xbox one and look this good, you know? Um, but it's one of the moments I think in this year's E3 where I was like, okay, technology's coming up. Like, you know, we're seeing, we're seeing this as a probably a couple notches up on a graphical fidelity level than what we're, than the average game. Um, and then I realized like, oh guys, like I know this is a uh, Microsoft's press conference uh, and this is their kind of marquee game that they're going to wait till the end to show and everyone's going to go, Ooh, ah, Microsoft. Yeah. Let me, this is kind of right. Like the, the, uh, P, the mantelpiece to prop Xbox one X on. Right. Yeah. Um, but it's EA. So I'm like, well, shit. Yeah, this is going to be on PC. Like, that's where I'm going to play this game. This isn't going to be console exclusive. There's no way, you know? So I'm like, well, thank God I got this uh, upgrade in my graphics card. Like, it's going to look really nice on PC. So that's yeah, really what this, I'm waiting for. This is going to take some serious hard, hard way to run a Mac settings for sure. That game, was, it was insane. Like, the fact that I even thought, like, I confused it with the live action just says, like, 
leaps and bounds. The lighting is incredible, especially. Mm-hmm. It's it's cool, but you know, I have my reservations about about Bioware though, just overall. And that kind of, if we could segue back, unless you guys had more to s- talk about about Anthem. No, I, I would um, like to circle back actually to EA, like EA show. Yeah, me too. Well, yeah, yeah. So well, I have so, one more thing to say about Anthem, real quick. Um, so it was actually funny because actually people had brought up in forums like. So when they actually showed the first part of you walking through the market in the first person view and you talk to the first NPC, they're like, why the hell is the fi- are the facial animations so much better in this game than they are in Andromeda? Mm. Like they're they're marginally better than they are in Andromeda. Yeah, that's like, another thing too. What happened? Right? And, and I mean that beginning part, you know, it looked like you're in Marrakesh or whatever. Like you know, like you look like you could buy a gremlin down that hallway right, or something. But, <laughs> yeah. But, but uh, live dogs here. I thought that was I thought that was pre-rendered, it's, and you know we'll we'll see if that's actually in game. But it's a little hard for me to believe the way it looked. I, I was getting some Ubisoft demo vibes there. I was like, there's no way this is actually what it looks like. But I'd like to believe it. But but time will tell. Mm-hmm. Um, so to circle back real quick, if that's all we want to talk about well, Anthem right now, yeah, we were bringing up Mass Effect, and that to me, like, hate to pour salt on the wound, but when uh, going back to EA's press conference, they were talking about EA access and all these the sales they have going on this week. All these games are on sale to celebrate uh, EA. One thing that they did not mention, not even one split second, was Mass Effect Andromeda. They didn't show it on screen. They never mentioned it. And you know, it's just like really sad, man, because this was supposed to be like a celebratory kind of release in that Mass Effect universe. And it's the EA is completely burying it. They want it to go away. They don't want to announce any DLC. Was there a uh, was there a season pass for that game? I don't remember. I know there was a deluxe edition. I'd imagine maybe a season pass was in that. Okay. But yeah, when they were bringing up assume. all the old games, you know, like to play on EA Access, like just not word one on Mass Effect. I was just like, oh, I mean, I wouldn't expect them to. But just to kind of see it confirmed by its omission, right, was just a hard pill to swallow, I think, for some people. Yeah. Um, so another thing I wanted to talk about with EA, uh, that Need for Speed game. Yeah. That was crazy. That was weird. I don't know how to feel Vin about Diesel. it. <laughs> it was It was basically Fast and Furious. Yeah, it was Fast and Furious, Speed. the video game. Yeah, um, I I don't think I liked what I saw, though. Really? Yeah, because it felt, you know, like you're driving at high speed. You're trying to catch up to this truck and you're going to heist it. But uh, like five seconds in cutscene, and then they give you five more seconds of gameplay, then a cutscene again. You know, it just feels like where's just the give me just the gameplay. I want to play a driving game because I want to drive, not because I want to watch the computer drive for me. They want to show you all those like crazy hardcore crash mechanics that they built in. Like every time a car hits a rock, they just slow, super slow mo, right? Like Zack Snyder style, stylized crashes. It's garbage. <laughs> it doesn't look good. <laughs> like, okay, you're telling me that when a, like there was a point in that trailer where a car hit the main character's car, like from behind, and then just blew, it just stopped and it was like, <laughs> you yeah. know? And, um, just whatever you looked at the crashes, you know, they'd slow-mo it, and then they'd, like, focus on the car that just got wrecked, but it doesn't even look wrecked. It just looked like it got a little fender bender, you know, and then with just, like, a small Michael Bay explosion near it. The cars didn't look destroyed in any way, and all the takedowns looked, like, fake. And I, I know it's a video game. It's all fake, but it just looked like they weren't even trying to go for realism. It's just like, oh, the car stops. Oh, no. <laughs> Man, what are we going to realize that no car game does demolition like Burnout does? Well, it's interesting you bring out burnout. Yeah, that's the kind of the celebrated right uh, 
kind of crown jewel of the genre yeah. is you know is is burnout and i think that's really what they're aping on here they're really uh hoping to play on nostalgia for that old series because there aren't yeah, new burnout I, games coming out well i mean the ex-devs of uh the burnout games actually made a serious or are coming out with a spiritual successor to uh, burnout danger zone or whatever uh but it's basically but it's already out yeah danger zone it's it, yeah. oh it's already out yep. oh, oh really? okay nice. i have kind of lackluster reviews honestly but yeah Oh really? Yeah, well, because they, they they just took like the demolition derby mode or whatever, the crash mode or whatever from Burnout, and just made that its own game. Oh, I think I did. Now that you guys mentioned that, yeah, they took out that uh, whatever that mode is. I can't remember takedown mode or I can't. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right, but yeah, which is which is really disappointing if it didn't do very well because I was actually kind of excited for that. Yeah, I want to look that up. I'm going to look that up in the future. Yeah, this this game Need for Speed Payback. Um, it looked good though. I thought I thought the graphics looked good. Uh, well, of course, I thought it's a it, racing game. Yeah, it's not hard to make racing games look good anymore, you know. But th- this seems to be the genre that most uh, 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 console developers use to kind of show off, right? Like how good their console, you know, can render graphics and stuff like that. I thought yeah. it looked good. I mean, I, I it's been so long since I bought a Need for Speed game, like spent actual money on a Need for Speed game. Like it'd be really hard for me to uh, imagine picking this one up. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it, but from a distance, from arm's length distance. I thought it was a good demo. I mean, it, it came off that real awkward Jesse Wellens kind of flub. Um, oh, no. But, yeah, but, you know, it, it's a racing game. You know, it's 2008, 17, like... You know, I've got other ways to spend my time. I'll play. I'll stick to Project Cars. Okay, uh, so we should probably move on. But I think we, we would do oh, in, no. injustice if we didn't mention Star Wars Battlefront Two. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But I, we do need to be quick about it. So let's give like a quick thirty-second impression. What do you guys think? So I, I I think it's cool how they're including the the prequel stuff. Um, the stuff that they showed they showed like a, I think multiplayer gameplay from like the, the Episode One maps, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, I think, I mean, it was really weird that there was a really big lack of campaign. Why? I don't, yeah, that's true. I don't me. know why they didn't show much from the campaign. Cause that's why a lot of people are going to be buying the game. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I wanted, I wanted to see a lot more of the campaign, but instead it felt like it was just the same exact thing I saw two years ago at E3 when they were like, here's star Wars battlefront and here's like gameplay of it. I felt like it was pretty much exactly that again. Yeah. Darth Maul looks dope, though. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm feeling like, based on your guys' sentiment here, that I might be the most hype of the three on this game. Like, I am actually shocked because I have Battlefield 1. It's good. Battlefront. Um, it plays on... Or Battlefront. Sorry, Battlefront. <laughs> well, I have both, right? But I have Battlefront uh, 1, and I play it, and it, it kind of covers the first three games. But I didn't know until looking at EA's press conference today and seeing this game in action multiplayer-wise, I did not realize until actually seeing it how much I needed an episode one squad-based multiplayer shooter. I thought the graphics looked awesome. And seeing it there, like seeing Naboo rendered like that brought back all kinds of fond memories I have. I know episode one gets uh, gets uh, really a lot of hate uh, shoveled onto it. But, you know, I have fond memories of it. It's not my favorite Star Wars game, but I don't think it's nowhere near as bad as episode two and episode three. I think it's, the, it's probably my favorite of, of that trilogy there. But seeing the droids and seeing... Uh, just all the all the cool art design and and again like Naboo rendered that well. I was like getting really excited about. I was like, you know what? I need this. And then having um, I can't remember like the star speeders or whatever the the planes are and that uh, you know the aircraft in that uh, universe are called. But just seeing those and seeing the cockpits and just seeing it run, you know, Dice is going to have this game running at uh, a great frame rate. Like right? that's like one of their calling cards for mm-hmm. multiplayer. And 
I was really getting excited about it. To be honest with you, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm buying this. I'm, I'm getting this game." So I, I loved it. Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning more toward not getting it. To be honest, I don't know because it just looks like more of the same, and I wasn't interested in Battlefront One in the first place because it just looks like Call of Duty with a Star Wars skin slapped on it to me, or like a Battlefield game with a Star Wars skin slapped on it. So I don't know. I'm kind of meh about the whole thing. Yeah, I can but. agree with that. Unless the the campaign is just over the top amazing, and it's like you know what I mean. Even well, then, the, it won't be a day one buy for me. But the fact that there is a campaign is a big deal. Yes, right. That's it's, what, it's yeah. a new they story. They never had a single player campaign before. Yes, and it'll be a new story. It's not like in a rehash, you know, episode one, two, three, or anything. Um, right. Mitch Dyer from IGN is actually writing the story. Oh really? Oh that. really? He's on the writing team. Yeah, really? that's funny. Yeah. I didn't know that. No, I'm, I'm familiar with him. Um, okay, but yeah, we I, I, hey, even without that's the thing. Even without single player, I'd be excited for this game. Um, I like Dice's multiplayer uh, offerings that they that they put. I think they do a lot of good quality work. And again, like it's just bringing me back to uh, 2000 or 1999. Is that when Episode One came out? I think so. I think it was 1999. Yeah. Like I don't know. I just got really nostalgic. For it. I was like, yeah, I'm ready. Like I'm ready now for some more episode one video games. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah, single player. I'm in. I'm I'm really excited for that game. I'm surpri- and I'm the most surprised too that 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 could get me. So yeah. fair enough. Just got just got done playing Sega Bass Fishing on my Dreamcast. Going to go see episode one here in a little bit. <laughs> 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 All right. So let's move on to the next conference that happened at E3. Technically, the first conference of E3, Microsoft. And the big thing there, I'm pretty sure, is the reveal of Project Scorpio officially, right? I'm they're, still going to call it that, by the way. They're not going to get out of that. It's a much better name. Are you kidding? Okay, Xbox One X. That is the stupidest. Like, it's literally a gamer tag from the early 2000s being officialized. <laughs> like, yeah. are, are we really surprised, though, guys, at this point? Like, it's obvious that Microsoft can't do naming conventions. Well, you it's, know what they did, right? They were sick of people calling the Xbox One the X-Bone. You know that abbreviation, Dude. Xbox One X Bone. So, so what did they do? They just made it Xbox One X, abbreviated just to Xbox. So mm-hmm. now it's just Xbox. Like, did it Xbox? Didn't someone, I think, either from Microsoft or Ubisoft, like, actually call it X Bone on stage and then like quickly correct yes! themselves? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. <laughs> what I was like, oh, that happened? Oh, no, it cut happened. it on cut brand, it. on brand, stay on brand. Oh god, oh god. <laughs> everything's Um, on fire yeah so uh they here's the thing if you were playing a drinking game during the microsoft conference if your trigger word was 4k you'd be drunk in the first 10 minutes um 4k was slung around everywhere true 4k and real 4k ultra high definition 4k what's up can it handle 4k i don't know i i'm honest like i'm i'm worried that it might not (laughs) i'm gonna be honest i feel like this is all like marketing bull but, That's the promise in the dream. Everything it, 60 frames a second, everything 4K. We'll, we'll see, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't, dude, $500 machine that can handle everything native 4K. Yeah. Also, so I was say, also you, needed to, you need to take a drink yeah. every time they said vapor chamber, too, because they were not, or, or teraflop. Yeah. Oh, man. There was a bad, there was a bad drinking game to be had there. This is an instance, an example, guys, of where I hate being right. And I was right about the price point. Robert? 499 Four ninety nine for the Xbox One X. Yeah, we have to spend some time talking about this because, we, yeah, isn't that what? We, that's the number we threw around too in our in our predictions. I was saying like right? guys because how strong they are when they, whenever they get out in front and say talk about the capabilities and try and sell the value. That's where you have to be worried about how much things are going to cost, right? Cool. Because if it was going to be cheap, they would have kind of front loaded the messaging with that. When they're saying it's going to be powerful, it's going to be the most all that language, all that rhetoric. It's going to be the most powerful video game console ever in the history of mankind. Like TM. okay, this is going to be expensive, right? Exactly. So four ninety nine 
is too much. It's a direct competitor to the PS4 Pro. Correct me if I'm wrong. That's three ninety nine, right? Currently on the market. Exactly. Yeah. So you're, and it's going to be cheaper because it's been out for uh, almost about a year or so, and it's going to be cheaper come Black uh, Friday, come the Christmas time. Now, to be fair, mm. the Xbox One X does outperform the PS4 Pro, like, easily. It's, it's no contest how much the Xbox One technically, X can do more. Technically, <laughs> like, it does. There are vapor yeah. chambers, right? Like, right, yeah. It's six teraflops compared to four teraflops. I think it's a bigger number. But <laughs> I think if you're a console gamer, you're, like, generally more casual console gamers aren't as into the whole, you know, like, who's got the bigger tech, you know, who's, who's got the best numbers. You know, they're just looking for that box that plays their video games, right? And, and, and Xbox was real keen to sell you, you know, during their presentation. Oh, look at all the games coming out. Look at all the games coming out. Yeah. In 2018 and beyond, like what really were they showing that was definitely 100% coming out this year, right? Yeah. That was what they were hoping to say. I mean, they had a couple games that were coming out this year because here's the, the, the Microsoft conference had a lot of games and I think we need to like hit them rapid fire uh, for the ones that we want to talk about. But I, whenever I look at that console, I just think. I, do, I don't plan on buying this. I might be a little biased because I'm more of a PlayStation person when it comes to consoles anyway, but I can't imagine owning an Xbox One and thinking, oh, I can't wait to buy an Xbox One X, right? Because if you... $500. If, yeah, even... even it's if, double yeah. the price. It's double the price. Yeah, even if you go to, you know, GameStop and, you know, it's like, hey, trade in your Xbox One and we'll put like 150 down on it. It's like, so what? That's still $350. <laughs> You know, yeah, and, and they and they wanted to, uh, you know, the messaging for this was very much. This is not a new console. This is it within the Xbox family. This will do everything your Xbox One S can do. You know, it's not like you're buying brand new technology. You're just literally buying a console you might already own or have owned in the past. More powerful, more capability. And by the way, if you they were trying to also say, oh, even if you don't have a 4K TV, we're going to super sample so it'll look better. But is that worth five hundred dollars? Yeah. You know, nope. I, no, I don't know. Not, I just not for me. I don't. I, I can't imagine it selling well, but I feel like it. It'll still sell. It has a market. I just. Yeah, I, don't, I don't. So the okay. So I I see kind of like two sides for this. So on one end, like it feels like we're in 2013 again, guys. I mean, like so PS4 drops comes out of 400 dollars. And it's like, I mean, the difference being the PS4 was the more powerful console at the, console at the time. But the PS, there the Xbox drops with a not optional connect with it. And it's $100 more expensive. And it comes with a connect that nobody wants. Mm-hmm. So here we are again, sitting at the $400 and $500 price points. Granted, on a, on a smaller scale, because, I mean, PS4 Pro really isn't selling like a crazy amount, you know? Right. Um, but... <clears throat> Xbox One X, I definitely think, has more appeal than the PS4 Pro does. In that, I, so PS4 has the games. PS4 has the games. That's the most important part. Yeah, and and and, and you're not wrong. But it it goes without saying that the Xbox One X, the fact that you have a $500 machine that can play, if, if it's true, if it, it can play 4K, like almost every game at 4K native resolution, that's really impressive at five hundred dollar price point compared to a PC that you're going to probably spend about a grand on. That's fair. That can play most games at you know 4K. So, have you guys actually had a good look at what the console looks like physically? The box, it's tiny. Yes, yes, it is small. It's the smallest Xbox ever. Let me right? ask you something. All right, did you guys have a PS2? Yeah. 
look it looks at like him. A, oh it my looks god, like it does. A PS2 it looks like a PS2 flipped on its side. It's exact. It, not. I don't want to say exactly the same. It looks a little more refined, but it definitely <laughs> was uh, has borrowed its design from a PS2. Honestly, even the lines, yeah, like the grill right. lines on the top or on the side. I was like, how is this like allowed? This is like blatant. Really, and they, you know, they're thinking mentality. I can think like Microsoft. I feel like they think like a machine. They don't really think like human <laughs> beings. They think like computers. They're like, so we want our system to be the most um, successful system in the world. What you know? Let's Google most successful video game system in the world and just pictures of PS2 came out. Like, make that. Yeah, let's you just, know that's yeah. Yeah, put put the Xbox like some, machine in that. Yeah, make that. That was what was successful. So. Let's do it. But it looks way too much like a uh, PlayStation 2 for me to be comfortable with, like for me to just like let that go. Right. It's too, it's too yeah, blatant it's to definitely, me. Like, honestly, it, I don't know why I never even thought of it until you said something. Absolutely. But like, yeah, it's definitely like it, it's got to be like some sort of subliminal marketing, marketing going on or something mm. like it, it totally like minus the ridges that are along the side of a PS2. Like it's it's pretty much there. Yeah. <laughs> now that you say something, no, all they need now is the, the, the tray. If they would have had a tr- like a disc tray instead of like the right. the load in dock or whatever. I don't know what you call those where you just insert the disc like it would have been dead ass a ps2 i have some other bullet points i wanted to bring up with uh, microsoft conference about the console or um just about the conference overall like some of the games and some of the things that weren't mentioned as well what did you did you have anything else to add to the console yeah no I'm, I'm pretty much done with the console conversation i think it'll sell to certain people but i feel like it's it's not going to be big i feel like it's not going to be what microsoft hopes no. it is okay so, no but yeah let's so my yeah move. my two um things are two bullet points i want to hit here are things that were discussed in the in the uh conference and then also something that was not discussed that is definitely a significant omission so x original xbox Mm. backwards compatibility that's pretty big at least for someone like me who has fond memories yeah that is pretty crazy they said crimson skies on stage and had they had (laughs) gameplay gameplay on the screen that was awesome for me i was like i never was expecting that i know people were kind of begging for it and asking for it but to actually see it come true was pretty cool pretty nostalgic i have to wonder are they going to bring back um, Xbox Live Arcade like multiplayer gameplay for these original Xbox games. That to me could be pretty awesome because mm-hmm. I was I was actually really dominant Crimson Skies back in the day. Um, I was like ranked like nationally. It was, I was probably like in the top like 200 in the nation which is oh, wow. like the most serious I ever got about a video game. So oh my God. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, I, I know. Yeah, know, you guys like, want my signature now, I didn't right? even know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't even know people got that crazy about Crimson Skies. Oh, my yeah, God. I, yeah, I played it every day. And I, yeah, I just, I was always an ace in that game for whatever reason. Who knows? Um, so, I was really excited about that. Is there any anything you guys want to add to that? I mean, I never played the Xbox, so I'm, I'm kind of yeah. very indifferent about I mean, it's cool. I'm glad yeah. that it's happening, but... That's kind of the extent of how I so feel. So many of the games now that we're out on that were also like PC games. So, so many games that are considered classics on original Xbox are also available on PC. You could download them on Steam right now for probably like a dollar. So, you know, it's just it's just a cool kind of fan service, I want to say. Um, okay, so that's something that was included. And so my second bullet point, something that was completely absent from Microsoft this year. VR, guys. Yeah. HoloLens. Where was it? It was nowhere. The Xbox One X is supposed to be completely ready, you know, VR ready out of the box solution for Oculus Rift or, you know, I know they were partnering with them earlier, but not word one about VR. Mm -hmm. Discuss. I mean, I, 
I've said it before on air and I'll say it again. I am not that person that cares about VR that much. Like I noticed like, oh, hey, Xbox didn't mention or Microsoft didn't mention it, but it wasn't something that I missed personally. It was surprising me. I mean, look how ham they went last year. Do you remember the Minecraft demo they did? Yeah, the with guy the HoloLens. Is tripping balls. Yeah, he's looking at HoloLens. He's he's losing his mind. He's seen Minecraft on his table. Like this is the most incredible thing. Just completely gone. Completely mm-hmm. gone. There's no HoloLens talk. There's no VR talk. Mm-hmm. VR is kind of a down, you know, down overall. Unless you talk to Sony, but no mention at all. I thought there'd be something with the Xbox yeah, Scorpio, but nothing. It. It's crazy that you even bring that up because I I wasn't even thinking about it going into the like going into it at all. Like I I think I mean man I don't even know when the last when was the last Hololens demo was it the one we got with Conquer in it like the really crappy version of Conquer? Who even knows? Like because we got that really shitty version of Conquer and that that I mean that left a lot of uh, or a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. Uh, well I do remember that I think the Minecraft one was after that. But yeah, like going in, I was not like I wasn't even thinking about Hololens. If that says anything, they haven't even made it a relevant thing in a long no, time. No, no, I think it's not even going to be a consumer product. I think they're actually directing it more towards a professional field. Um, not really look at you getting in homes because it's so dang expensive and it's not the technology is not there for Hololens yet anyway. So. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think let's start transitioning though into talking about the games that Microsoft showed because there, there were a ton. There were a too lot. many to even like yeah, remember. We, yeah. we don't need to hit all of them. Um, but Can I, I feel- rattle off like three that kind of stuck out to me? Yeah, sure. Let's let's do quick. that. Okay. So it, they just did this montage thing, Dunk Lords. It looked kind of like this NBA Jam slash cartoony kind of arcade uh, basketball game. I'm assuming, but I just love the name Dunk Lords mm-hmm. and and just the art style. I thought it looked really cool. Also, River Bond, um, definitely look that one up. That game looked very interesting, really cool art style. Um, looked kind of like a definitely independent level game. So that was one game that stuck out to me as well. And then the big standout for me, one of the games, one of the most beautiful games I think I've ever seen was The Last Night. Did you guys, do you guys remember that? It was like yes, that river. I wanted yeah. to bring that up. I yeah, saw that. Blade like, Runner, pixel art Blade kind Runner of the flashback. Game, man. It was awesome. Adventure game. Yeah. I, I remember finding it very jarring at first because they were panning and showing you landscapes. And it's like, wow, this looks really, really good. Like, I didn't never thought something 2D could look that good. And then they show you a character and he's like pixel art. And it, I remember that finding that very almost uncomfortable, that, that man, clash in art style. It was startling. It was something I, I'm serious. I can't think of anything like that before. Like seeing something that looked like that because it's very it's 3D, but it's 2D. Like there are there's um, lots of art in the foreground. There's lots of art in the background. There's a lot of interaction. Just the lighting, the sound effects, the whole atmosphere, the pixelized graphics. It all was working so beautifully together. So they were taking like old school pixel graphics, but adding like modern technology, modern lighting techniques. Um just it, it, it was really striking so i'm really looking forward to that did you guys happen to see just on a separate note here uh, on the pc game show when the when the developer guy came out for the last night yeah i saw talk about how awkward do you want to talk about he, how awkward that was yeah he was very it looked like he was very uncomfortable on stage so he's never talked publicly in his life do you remember what he said something about twitter right 
Yeah, it was really weird because I don't know who that guy is, right? Obviously, he must have some. There's some contingency of fans who might have taken issue with some tweets he said. I never went back and looked at the tweets, but he's like, I got to get in front of this. Like, I said some tweets and they no way represent my company or me as a person. I was like, oh, they kind of represent you if you tweeted them. But yeah, <laughs> I just thought it was really oh, awkward. I didn't, I didn't see this. So, wow. Yeah, okay. it was just really awkward and just like he could have done without as far as I was concerned because I just wanted to hear about the game. Mm-hmm. But yeah, who knows? Yeah, um, hmm. for me, the things that probably I, stood out. I think uh, like the things that stood out most for me there. I think um, life is strange. Probably the biggest thing for me, honestly. That that see the prequel yeah. that they announced. The biggest. I was not thing expecting for you? that. Uh, yeah, I was not expecting. I, that I mean, at all. I love life is strange. I love that they, story. They I love the way that, they though, didn't they or that they, leaked at least a couple well, months they, ago. They they leaked or announced like they're working on something, but they didn't announce what it was. You know, everyone knew though. Because it's developer's life is strange. I feel like like you could infer, but it's but, cool. Yeah, yeah um, I mean, so it, it's a pre- it's a prequel. prequel. Yeah, it's a prequel. Uh, you play a sixteen year old Chloe, I think, and it will be like the story of when she meets Rachel Amber. Um, so that that's going to be something really interesting. And I mean, it's coming out very soon. Actually, it's coming out August uh, August thirty first, I believe. That is that is soon. Do, do you, so yeah. let me ask you this: uh, spoilers for Life is Strange, but do you have the powers? No clue. Like how do they? How is this a good game if you that, don't? Yeah, I, I don't. Well, I'm confused because doesn't she discover this mysterious capability she has in Life is Strange One? If this is the prequel, right? Do you get what I'm coming yeah. at? Well, you get what okay. I'm saying? So, do you, so for are you gonna play as Chloe? Yeah, you play as or? Chloe, not as Max. Although there's like some kind of if you pre-order or something, you get a bonus episode where you play as Max or something. Oh, uh, barf. Yeah. For <laughs> me, what I'm like, I'm at this point now where I'm just interested in the lore of the game, you know, and of the story of the characters. Like I'm invested in the characters that they are and the story that they t- they can tell. So I'm, I'm thinking of it less as like, you know, how's the game going to be good if you can't rewind time? You know, I'm just thinking of it more as like, how are they going to deliver Chloe's story to us in a way that's just as compelling, hopefully, as that first season of Life is Strange? What I'll do is I'll what I'll do for this game what I did for the first game, which I will watch someone else on the internet play it throughout the its entirety. That, <laughs> but I probably won't play it myself. But that's not to say it's not a good game. I'm just saying I just tend to prefer watching other people play these types of games it's for whatever reason. You know, it's just more I, I take because it's so story based. I just take it more as a passive experience and active experience for me. Mm hmm. Um, and something that really surprised me about the uh, Microsoft conference is we saw a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins there. <laughs> oh yeah, right. and didn't didn't someone predict that? Or Colin, didn't you say you read some things about it being in e- Egypt, right? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. So there were some screenshots released heavily implying that it, what it was going to be, and then they do they even went as far as like, oh, by the way, pyramid surfing. And I think we said something about that. I don't remember, <laughs> oh, but funny. I think we might have mentioned it in passing. Um, that's funny. But yeah, I was like, dude, Egypt, what? But um, that was pretty cool how they brought it out, and they were like, oh yeah, this is run running at native 4K on the Xbox One X. So that, I mean, that was kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, it didn't look that we, Assassin's Creed-y to me. Yeah, it looks like no. The, so it looks like the Witcher Creed to me. It looked like Horizon yeah, Zero it was Dawn. Like, it was like the, the Horizon Zero Dawn meets like Zelda Breath of the Wild meets like a little bit of Ghost Recon Wildlands. Because I was like, they threw they had like the whole bird mechanic where you can like call the Falcon and like basically that's your yeah, drone that in Ghost weird. Recon Wildlands and it marks all the enemies and I'm like, oh okay, yeah, that's that was cool. one very not Assassin's Creed type thing, right? Like it was, mm-hmm. it was interesting. I mean, I appreciate them 
uh, you know, trying to mix it up, but I'm never been a massive Assassin's Creed fan. Um, I don't know if this is going to transfer me, but we'll, we'll see. I'll give it a fair shot. Yeah. Um, I was just really surprised that it showed up in such detail in Microsoft's conference. I thought it would show up more in like in Ubisoft's conference. It's kind of like a flagship yeah. IP of theirs. Uh, the gameplay, the gameplay demo that they showed was actually buggy as hell. Like, I mean, I know it was al- alpha gameplay, but like, it just didn't like. If you watch closely, like the animations are like really jumpy, and like, um, like when they grab onto things, it, it looks like the character is like not actually grabbing onto it. There was literally a point in the demo where like he was standing on the top of a rock, and you could tell his feet feet were just literally floating, floating. in air. Yeah, I hate that. Yeah, I hate that. So I'm much. like, I'm like, dude, this is like, I know this is alpha gameplay and it's early, but like, it's it just looks bad because it's like, because you can actually climb rocks now, a la like Breath of the Wild kind of, right? But like, it's it's just it looks so unnatural, and it's like, what are you grabbing onto? You're not grabbing onto anything. Well, it's out this like, year, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, so, October yeah, so twenty seven. So it better get some beta quick if that's alpha footage, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, it looked to me, I mean, I was kind of just looking at it, you know, I wasn't paying a huge amount of attention to it when it was on because it's Assassin's Creed, right? But but uh, it looked to me like it was damn near finished. Yeah, that's what I thought too. Yeah. I mean, I just, I mean, obviously nobody wants another, you know, Unity where it comes out basically broken and unfinished. Yeah. But yeah. I yeah. mean, we don't want that for any game to come out, really. No. Not, not just no. Assassin's Creed on its own. Um, Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Uh, was there anything else that stood out to you guys? Is like, we you definitely want to hit it for Microsoft's conference? Uh, Dragon Ball Fighter Z. <laughs> I was waiting for that one. <laughs> yeah. Dragon Ball Fighter Z, dude. A, f- a 2D fighting game by the Guilty Gear team from Bandai Namco. Like, from Arc System wow. Works. Yep. Sold. Sold. That's who you one. want making your Dragon Ball Z game, I feel like. That that developer yeah, like, they've proven themselves. Yeah. Gameplay like the art style was cool. Like the gameplay felt fast and like it had like the the fluidity. Like it almost had like the fluidity of like a Tenkaichi game, but like in a two D two D space. Yeah. So and like I love the whole like the art style of the Guilty Gear games where it's like a side view and it looks like it's pixel art, but it's not. Like it's it's actually like two like three D models. And the way, like, the frames, the way, I don't know. I really like the way it looks. It's like playing, like, a cartoon. Yep. Really. It's yeah, objectively it's beautiful. Awesome. Like, it, like you said, it looks like you're playing an animated TV show or fi- or feature film. It, like, the graphical fidelity has reached that, that peak now, which is pretty awesome. I'm not a big Dragon Ball Z guy. I don't think this is going to convert me, but I appreciate what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that they're doing a 3v3 fighting system a la, like, Marvel v. Capcom. So it'll be interesting to see like how in depth the fighting system will get because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anything else Microsoft wise, guys? Because we got other ones. Yeah, we do too. have other. Um, I mean, there was Metro Exodus, but I mean, uh, that uh, and that was uh, another game. Good. I thought, yeah, I was like, wow, the graphics here. This is you know, oh, well, yeah, of next. course, Metro Metro has always has impressive graphics. Mm-hmm. This um, looks like a couple uh, notches up from their last one. Uh, last yeah, and they light. showed this more. Is good. Yep. Yes. Um, and then they showed more CFDs, which I mean, yeah, I, I kind of did want to hit on that a little bit. Like, how do you, how do you, what's your guys' impression of CFDs? I'm curious. Um, they don't know how to eat bananas in that game, I guess. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's how I eat my banana, just all peel and all, man. No, um, yeah, just, just like shove it straight in. Polygon's, uh, <laughs> Polygon's Griffin McElroy actually, like, on video just eats a banana like that oh <laughs> like in response to this it was great uh, he's like oh i've been doing it wrong this whole time nailed it <laughs> um, oh no i don't know I, i'm kind of interested in the game because i've always like did you guys ever play guns of icarus on pc 
No, okay, no, this, but it's a it's a pirate destiny, right? That's what it seems like. Yeah, well, I mean, because Guns of Victor is what that game was. It was like steampunk, like flying boats, and it's it was the same gameplay of like you know one person's a captain and then the three other people like run around the ship and like man the cannons or repair the hull stuff like that. And I found that to be very fun and like very engaging, you know, like squad building, like team building gameplay. So I'm hoping that Sea of Thieves kind of you know, helps expand on that because it really feels like, you know, in Destiny and games like that, you can just play them on your own. You know, you're always more than capable of killing everything on your own. Mm-hmm. Whereas with mm-hmm. Sea of Thieves, it actually looks like you do need to rely on your teammates. You do need to actually work together and you do need to actually talk to each other. And I kind of am digging where that's going so far. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Like, I still don't know. Like, I think I just have to wait a little bit closer to like, I want, I want to see a little bit more of it, but like, I don't know. Um, see if these looks cool. I like the idea of it for sure. Like a multiplayer, like pi- basically pirating game that you can play with your friends is pretty awesome. Yeah. Um, well, let's. I definitely think. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, like, I think the biggest, um, and just kind of, t- kind of a little bit to transition here. I think the biggest gripe I have about this, about the whole Xbox conference, was that they kind of like they throw around the word exclusive a lot, right? But it's like they don't really know what exclusive exclusivity is. You well, know, you know what I mean. It was never, it was never only on Xbox experience. You know they, what I mean. They would say it was console, always like console launch, con- console, yeah, console, ex- yeah, console exclusive. It's like, nah, dude. Like only you want only on Xbox. That's how you want it. You know what I mean? Because they have only on PlayStation and all. You know, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I mean that's the but, that's the tough thing though, right? Is that because of their Play Anywhere system, almost any first party game is never only on Xbox anymore. It's also on Windows 10. Exactly, and mm-hmm. and that's a big reason why. Like it, that's that's killing the Xbox Xbox, and it could probably it's probably going to kill the Xbox One X too. I mean, I mean you that, know that's I mean? another yeah, that's another reason for me not to buy it is because I already exactly. have something that can play the games just as well, maybe probably better. I got double the teraflops, so <laughs> right, yeah. that's how it works. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the equation. Exactly. So yeah, I, I've got those flops, guys. I don't need to spend five hundred dollars on six more. So you heard it here exactly. first. Folks. So if they're flopped out yeah exactly so if they're just gonna nudge along and make every like quote-unquote exclusive available on xbox one and windows 10 like either they need to start charging more for windows 10 or like they're not gonna i mean you know what i mean they're not sea of thieves is on pc too yep right like yeah it's yep so again it looks like a fun game i i I like the part where you kind of cannon shoot yourself over (laughs) to another ship um, it has some cool things going for it, and it's got some whimsy to it, which is something this whole generation has kind of sorely lacked. You know, everything's so yeah, it's, dark it's and coming, dreary. It's coming back slowly, but surely. It's definitely not like, you know, beginning of last generation, like Xbox 360, PS3, 2007-ish, when everything looked dull, green, and gray. And Unreal brown. Engine 3, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And nothing. Everything looked like Gears of War. <laughs> I'm ready for Rare to put out good games again. It's been too long. They're yeah, not the same right. Rare from you know Nintendo 64 and Super Nintendo, but dang it, like I want some whimsy. And if Steve Thieves is going to bring it, then we'll ch- we'll check it out. I'm not I'm not super hype on it, but again, it's one of those games that I'll wait. It's kind of wait and see kind of style thing. Yeah, speaking I know. Real quick, uh, you're talking. Oh, go ahead. Well, I, I think we should transition. So, speaking of whimsy, I think let's take a trip to Bethesda Land. Yay. Yeah. Yeah, yay. Bethesda fun. Land. Um yeah, Bethesda Land. That the way that they conferenced that whole thing. It was basically just a giant long video with Pete Hines occasionally coming out and being like, Hey, get excited. Watch the video. Um I think the thing that stuck out to me most there, Wolfenstein. 
Wolfenstein 2. Wolfenstein. Wolfenstein. And we kind of predicted that, too, that that yeah. might make an appearance yeah. uh, last week. So, awesome. Yeah, the, the Wolfenstein 2, the new Colossus, October 27. That's pretty soon. It's four months. The way that was cut was just so, like, bizarre. And the guy dropping acid at the end of the trailer. It was just a weird yeah. thing. I mean, that, that game has a style kind of unique to itself. Um, yeah, I can't it, think of too many other games like that. And I'm glad that they're just going like full bonkers with it. It's just kind of insane. It's so silly. BJ is just yeah. this this god of destruction that just kind of walks around hating Nazis. Like that that's <laughs> kind of it, you know what I mean? I'm all out of bubblegum. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. like, you know, they've given him some character development, you know, like he's with a girl and like, you know, he was in a wheelchair in the beginning, but then he becomes like Mecha Blaskowicz, you know, like with the, with that suit with the helmet no it looked it looked good it definitely looked hype the trailer was awesome um i'm I'm excited for more and actually after watching that trailer at the end of the bethesda um uh press conference i actually went back in steam and like re-downloaded both of those games because i still haven't played uh what is it old blood i've never played that either actually yeah i have it i bought it i just haven't played it yet so i'm gonna go back i might go through both of them um yeah. and check it out I've, yeah i i didn't even get a chance to play the new wolfenstein or the last one anyway yeah i heard it's, it's pretty very, awesome very very good it, like watching that trailer made me want to play through the old wolfenstein again yeah, yeah enough time has passed it's ready it's it's yeah. time mm-hmm. um so another another pretty good looking trailer from there evil within two which was kind of for me unexpected yes i i was kind of like partially expecting it but at the same time not like i don't know it just seemed one of those things where like it was kind of asleep for a little while and then it was like maybe it's about time for an evil within sequel it's more 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 of a hunch than anything but i'm glad that we got it and the trailer looked awesome at least the gameplay trailer the cinematic trailer was okay it was okay but like the the gameplay looks just awesome it, it it's like it's basically going to be like Resident Evil 2. Like, they're going to take everything from the first one and just amp it up. You know what I mean? See, I never played the first one, but I don't remember hearing, like, stellar reviews about it. I thought, you know, I, I never finished it, but, like, what I, I played about halfway through it, and I, I very much enjoyed it. Like, it was had its stealth elements, but, like, the combat, like, itself was very satisfying. Um, and had a lot of contrast like you never really got bored looking at the game like there was always a lot of different settings and a lot of different enemies and it just it, it was never boring and the boss fights were very intense especially like the scene where you had to like run around the hall right run down the hallway from this that grudge looking sixth arm thing mm. that came out of this pool of blood that part was amazing so i mean i mean i don't know i think i think it deserves a little bit more praise than what it got but i definitely think the sequel do a really good job at writing a, a few of the wrongs that the first one had. Uh, can I ask you a question about the first game? Uh, were there milkmen in there? Milk people? Milk people? You, you know, you're, you oh, see the trailer yeah. of the second game. Because There's the trailer, all those was milk like, people. What? I, yeah, I was like, well, okay, I don't know what the, the, they're going for here, but yeah, I guess, I mean, there must be in the second game, right? Like, just, just like, they just like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna grab this guy and we're just gonna put him in a vat of milk. Yeah. And he's gonna become milk. He, he is one with the milk. He's I one with the lactose. <laughs> but not just any milk, vitamin D whole milk. Ugh, healthy stuff. That's how you that's how you achieve that thickness, that viscosity. Mm. What kind of podcast so it sticks is this to guy's? skin like that? Uh, this is now a Get food a little podcast. Too talking about this right now. <laughs> no, but yeah, Colin, you're starting to drool a little bit, man. <laughs> Oh, it's so moist. Uh, but Evil Within 2, kind of, it looks like it has a more compelling story from the get-go. Because I remember Evil Within 1's oh, yeah, trailers sure. were just kind of like, meh. But this one's kind of, it's got some interest to it. It's got some, like, human interest in it. 
Now, I think my biggest question is, is it still going to have the cinematic black bars at the top and bottom like the first one had? Because it did what? Yeah, it was. That was it. Yeah, it had that. Like, I'm talking like Order 1886 style. Like, oh, yeah, you can't turn these off. That's so like the only the only way you could turn them off is like you had to have the PC version if you wanted to play without them. Because you could you could soft mod or not mod it. You could put in a console command to turn them off, mm. but you couldn't do it on the P, or the uh, the console version. And so like, and I hated it. Like you know, because it was in a game like that, you got to see like what's going on around you. You have enemies coming at you and whatever the hell. So it was like basically just taking away from a big part of your view. So yeah. I, that was the first thing I did when I played the game. I was like, is there a way to turn these off? Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack, uh, what did you think when you saw the uh, Evil Within two trailer? Any I thoughts? Didn't. You didn't, I didn't see it. Think. Oh. No, I saw it. I didn't think anything. I skipped it. Really? The, the series doesn't do it for me. Not at all. Mm-hmm. The horror horror games have to be really something special for me to pay attention to them anymore. Um, Silent Hill's gone. You know, it's been a while since Resident Evil's been good. Um, Resident, Resident Evil 7, Evil 7? Is, is the game that got me back because VR, right? That's okay, the game yeah. that kind of got me back to the genre. But I am like... Oh, yeah. There was no Dead Space. I'm That's a right. big um, kind of horror game snob. Like, I love the great the classics um and so nothing's really moved the needle on me and games seem to try a little too hard now and i just think like more gore doesn't mean more awesome necessarily it's not my style so evil within's definitely not on my radar never really has been unfortunately mm-hmm. not to sound like crabby patty or anything just i don't have much to say about it no i mean i can agree with that it doesn't it doesn't even look like a horror game to me it just looks like an, a dark action adventure kind of vibe yeah i, I would yeah honestly like i wouldn't deny that um, I mean, I, the first game definitely had its moments like the whole like like still my favorite part of that game. I think it's chapter five where you're walking down that hallway and there's just like a pool of blood in the floor. And that thing just like kind of emerges out from like the pool of blood and just starts chasing uh, you. Spoilers. spoilers. That was a f- spoiler. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they showed in a lot of the trailers for the promo, of it, to be fair. Okay. Um, but like that part was like the first first time in games for a long time where i was actually like screaming as it was happening i was like oh my god it's got yeah but, the dead um, the dead space series was one of the last ones too that i thought was i thought dead space one was awesome so yeah but there's oh, so, yeah, there, there's so much great. to talk about about bethesda i mean yeah. uh, honestly like there's not it's kind of one of the shorter um presentations too so unless you guys have anything to say about this title like i i had a couple things i wanted nah, to bring yeah, up so so what did you want to bring up then jack doom vfr yeah the game I wonder, that no wonder, one expected I the wonder game what that the nobody F asked is. for. Yeah, no. Do you, it's, do you it's, know? It's it's a uh, Fugazi. <laughs> ah, virtual yeah. Fugazi reality. Yes, Fugazi oh, reality. Man, I was gonna say furry. <laughs> let's oh, not. Please, let's not. <laughs> yeah, was that a Freudian slip? <laughs> okay, so no, but seriously though, the game that nobody asked for, the game nobody expected, but still, I when you when you put that to me, like, hey, Doom VR, huh? Huh? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Absolutely, let's do it. It could be really cool. Um, uh, it's I don't know if it's going to sell any VR headsets at all, you know. But if you're looking for yet another gallery style shooter, right, for your VR, if you want to be kind of zooming and teleporting around in, in Doom, mm-hmm. you know, I could think I could think of worse uh, worse games to be in. Yeah, they that. were marketing so, that we, with Fallout 4 VR, right? Like this this year was like Fallout 4 VR, but also Doom VFR. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and that and that actually was one of the great bullet points I thought about Bethesda's presentation overall was that all games are released this year, 
right? Mm-hmm. So every game they showed uh, at the presentation is coming out, you know, this calendar year. So that's really exciting. Um, Fallout 4, again, how many times you want to look down at your left wrist at your Pip-Boy to manage inventory? That kind of remains to be seen. We'll see. Uh, I'm excited about it. But again, like I could see myself getting kind of nauseous if you're just kind of moving around you know, instead of teleporting or doing that kind of like clock second hand tick tick left right in VR that that they did in Resident Evil Seven to kind of mitigate the uh, the the motion sickness you get, so that kind of remains to be seen. I have questions about Fallout Four, but I didn't play that game all the way through. So if if I can play it all the way through in VR, I'm gonna try just to kind of report back, right? Just kind of guinea pig myself on that. Yeah. Um. So I think something that was kind of that kind of stood out to me a bit was the Creation Club thing that they mentioned for Skyrim, which we heard about way too much yeah. on oh my E3 gosh. 2017. Guys, yeah, there were three but, things you were you were sure to hear about this year, okay? It was pirates, then it was snakes, and then it was freaking Skyrim. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Still bringing it up. I think it made like appearances in like three presentations, maybe four, but come on. like yeah. I, And one thing you don't hear at Bethesda, you don't hear... The latest iteration, right? The latest Elder Scrolls Six. Not word one about that. I was very disappointed. I was expecting the sequel to Skyrim to be announced this year. Same, Did not happen. Nothing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can agree. Instead, we're yeah, I was instead completely. we're having Skyrim still keep living in marketing. Yeah. You know. Okay, so you you've got the Creation Club thing, which is like official paid mods, kind of like you can buy mods from them, but it, it's like you can you can apply to be a modder with their creation club but it's like an extensive vetting process with like a portfolio and all that stuff and then you can sell the mods that you make via the creation club and then you as the consumer as the player of the game can just buy those mods as opposed to downloading mods for free okay yep mm, <laughs> I, cool. I don't know though i mean to me what's kind of odd is like bethesda's always had this idea of like mods are free and like that's kind of modding culture you know it's like this is for free this is a labor of love this is how i think i can improve this game by adding you know actual boobs instead of just the clothes right you know that's like pretty much what all mods are but this <laughs> a little reductionist, oh, oh. but you're not wrong. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know if you guys remember like two years ago, um, Bethesda teamed up with valve to like pay for mods via the steam workshop. I thought you were going to say pay for boobs. <laughs> no, 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 yes. that's, that's, that's playboy yeah, for boobs. No, um, I mean, that's, I mean, it's yeah. Pay for boob mods. <laughs> oh gosh. Um, no, but that was like two years ago or so where, um, valve and Bethesda yeah, teamed that. up for like selling mods and everyone was like, but n- no, don't please. And then they stopped. And now they're trying it again, which I find kind of well, interesting. They're bringing it up. No, you're right. Yeah. That was very controversial at the time. Yeah. And now they're rolling. Now's the time. Yeah. So, I mean, it, what makes me worry is that what if Skyrim 2 launches, you know, Elder Scrolls 6, what if that launches with mod support only for mods you could buy? Like, that's just a giant DLC model waiting to happen. Yeah, it's fair. I mean, that's fair. PUBG will uh, charge you 17 cents for sunglasses. So, yeah. Or thousands <laughs> of dollars for a leather coat. Yeah, exactly. So we're we are in that age, you know. We've crossed we've crossed over now, and that's kind of the new normal. Scary, you know. It's not preferential, but alas, we're kind of here now. Yeah. Um. Anything else that stood out to you guys from Bethesda? Um. You can play as Link in Skyrim. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> there was that. Not you're not Link like, though. You're just a you're, blonde Norseman. You're, with I know. You're just on. a. F- a guy dressed as Link. You look like a Hulk I, Link. I like, it looks so weird. It gives me dissonance. 
yeah. seeing someone that with that broad shoulders yeah. looking like Link. And Skyrim, I don't know. Skyrim's looking pretty rough on Nintendo Switch, but as to be expected. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you guys I think mean, of the motion controls the- to like? I feel like that's and cool. And that's cool for five minutes. Yeah, just five minutes, and then you're like, "Let no, let's stop." Just, yeah. You know, I'm I'm gonna talk like mad shit on this, but I'm gonna end up buying Skyrim on the Switch just because. Really? Like, oh, why? It's, it's gonna happen. Why get on PC like a normal human being? Ju- I have it on PC. So then why? The, the, like, I you're gonna rebuy I just, because <laughs> because they got because you. Skyrim portable. That's but, why. They, yeah, they got me, Moon. The, I. <laughs> I, I okay. disagree. No, fair entirely, enough. Fair enough. Portable, okay. Like you know, we'll we'll see. But that interface is so clumsy on console. Like mm-hmm. it's so much better to mod it out on PC. It seriously changes the game. No, I I I agree. I don't. And I'm not saying it's going to be like day one buy to me. I need to play Skyrim like right now on my Switch. But I'm definitely I'm definitely going to pick it up at some point. Just because like, hey, look, we far we come this far with video games to where you can play games like Skyrim. Yeah, you're not totally. alone. I mean, that game is going to sell. No one here at this table doesn't think it's going to sell it's going to yeah, be I mean, well this is uh, i mean I'm a, I'm a little i'm a little ashamed to say so but you know what i'm i'm just going to be honest Look, with myself it, i, I kind of you know it. what they say the 18th time you sell a product should be the last time and i think <laughs> that what they say? yeah that is what the, i'm pretty sure i've taken a marketing class or something okay um, you know i can't wait i can't wait until next year where we're going to be able to play like skyrim on ios and android <laughs> oh god playing literally on, on your phone yeah riding lawnmower it'll be on yeah, it'll be on those little screens that you see on treadmills and gyms. Yo, that'd yeah, be kind of. Cool. I'm waiting for the. Just like I'm waiting for the iWatch version, the Apple Watch version. <laughs> yeah. I mean, iWatch. Play played on your your touchpad on your uh, MacBook. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's gonna be on my car. It's gonna be on my GPS system. Anyways, jokes old, yeah. but <laughs> yeah, but that's um, it was short. It was sweet. Like mm-hmm. yeah, they uh, came they, and they here they are. Yeah, they did a little bit of like quakey sports marketing, which I guess is cool. Um, they unveiled a Dishonored standalone thing. Which actually is kind of looking cool, I think, in terms of like Dishonored lore. Okay, that's not uh, a DLC. That's yeah, standalone. no, it's standalone. Yeah, you can buy it on your own. It's thirty bucks, so you know, like a mini game, I guess. Um, but yeah, I think that should about wrap it up for Bethesda. Sure, so, yeah, it's short. It was a shorter uh, one. I mean, there's a lot of talk to talk to blah, 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 talk about. Yeah, so let's hit another short one real quick. PC gaming show that happened, unfortunately, with uh, Day Nine hosting it. <laughs> um. But yeah, yeah, it was a little rough. It was it, a little like yeah, hard. I, didn't, I didn't actually get to see this one. So it was, it was a little car salesman-y, wasn't it? A little like a little slimy. Yeah, it just felt delivery. Uh, it felt uncomfortable. Like the thing that I think bothered me the most about the PC gaming show is that like if you're tuning into the PC gaming show, you're you're probably an enthusiast. You know what I mean? Like because PC gaming kind of has that that aura around it where like you kind of give more of a shit. Like you know what the word RAM means and you know. You know, like you know how to upgrade said RAM. Yeah, or like, like you have an idea of like what the parts do, but they were selling it like you know, like you're all five year olds. You don't understand what a PC is, but it's a machine that can play these good games. So we're gonna sell that to you, and it, it just felt like you know they were treating us like children, as opposed mm. to people who own PCs. I'm a little torn overall because, damn it, like I appreciate what they're trying to do, and they're trying to do a very difficult thing, right? Like the console developers, manufacturers, they have a cohesive system. PC is just so customized, so spread across dozens and dozens of different companies, you know, and this is PC gamer magazine or PC. Yeah. PC PC gamer mag. Yeah. Like, you know, like they're trying, man. And and I don't want this to go away. I want this to get better and improve. It does need to improve. I agree. But, you know, I, Mm. I appreciate the effort. 
but it's just it, it you know they're a couple years off i think from having putting together a really good solid um presentation um because even like the big graphics card players like um amd and, and nvidia they struggle too to have like a great presentation as well and they kind of have all the cars in their hands in the pc industry but you know i'll i'll, I'll look at mountain blade 17 yeah, or whatever too. again you know like yeah. yeah i'll look at i'll look at those games i mean it had my attention. I was kind of more skimming through it real quick. I don't want to spend too much time on this show, but just three games that stood out to me. Um, Tunic looked awesome. Yeah. Grift, Griftlands looked awesome. And then Wargroove. I don't want to talk about them too much, but those are games like worth Googling and checking out. Those are three real standout games for me that are, are definitely going on my Steam wish list like ASAP. Yeah. And I'd like to say the last two are made by some very good indie developers, Clay Interactive and uh, Chucklefish Games. Yeah. who have a good history, good track record of making some addicting, very good games that are worth checking out. Um, also, real quick, um, PUBG was kind of brought up this player yeah. unknowns battlegrounds. I now was bring you that, can yeah. go ahead, sure. Just exploded. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, you can you can now vault. You can vault over objects, over fences, and over cars. You can. <laughs> it's it's great. A, it's it's what revolutionary. A, no. What a novel idea, man! Yeah, wow. Yeah, now this this they is really going to help the budget. <laughs> it's going to help the game sell millions more, I think. Um, but they they laid down a long term plan where they're going to have like uh, I think uh, what do you call it? dynamic weather like within a game? Because as of right now, I think that it's just like you load in and then like it's the it's rain static, map, yeah. Either or it's, it's raining the sunny or map. it's. Mm-hmm. But now it's going to be like you can start the game sunny, but then like part way through, it's maybe a thunderstorm happens or something, which I think would be or pretty at, cool. Yeah. They're adding new maps. That game is going places. Yeah, it's it's an awesome game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and seeing it, seeing it at that presentation just made me want to boot it up and start playing again. It's just a great game, and it's yeah, so yeah. janky, but it's it's so good. Yeah, um, another game that kind of stood out to me is Lawbreakers. I think the presentation for that was really good. I think Cliffy B just kind of came out there and kind of gave his feel because Cliffy B is kind of you know he's very direct. <laughs> he's a very direct man. <laughs> Cliff Blazinski. You, you've done it twice. I was going to say you've done it twice and he would bitch slap somebody. He hates being called Cliffy B. Now. Oh, I know. I, think, I know. I think it's like a, I think it's like a, pu- a puff daddy thing or something like that. Like that was a nickname he gave himself when he was like 13 and you know, he didn't think he'd be 55 year old man. Still be called Cliffy B. <laughs> yeah. Um, Dude, like he like, yeah, that's, it's so awesome. Like I watched it, the stuff that they showed for like when they announced that like, it was coming to PS4 or whatever. But like the behind the scenes stuff, I don't know. The game sounds really cool, man. It sounds like it's going to be uh, quite different from your Overwatches and yeah. Quakes or whatever. I'm glad you brought but that I, up. I just yeah, just the mere fact that uh, it's coming out at like a thirty dollars price tag. Yep. I mean, I, I think yeah. that was a really smart move. Yeah, I didn't know that about that. That does kind of raise my eyebrows that it's only going to be thirty dollars uh, full priced. Hopefully, they don't kind of lock you out of some things and offer a sixty dollars version for the full game. I would hate to see something like that happen, but we've seen it before in the past, and it definitely could. Uh, but it's interesting you say that it's a lot different than Overwatch. Like to me, that actually tends I tend to think of that more of as a liability than an asset. Um, because to me, as someone who's playing Overwatch pretty heavily right now and recently, it. Overwatch seems to me to be the fix, to be the solution to games like Unreal, Unreal Tournament. Lawbreaker seems to be going that way. Those real Twitch-based, skill-based, like pixel-accurate shooters where you have to... The skill ceiling is just so high or else don't even bother playing this game. Overwatch, to me, tended to be the shooter that that kind of solved those problems and made it fun for a wide breadth, you know, for a wide audience to enjoy. 
Um, I'm definitely not going to, I'm definitely not a sniper. I'm not a great shooter. I mean, Robert has played PUBG with me. He knows I'm not a great <laughs> shooter in that game, but hardly anyone is. But that kind of, that kind of thing was like, man, you got to be so good. You got to be, you know, you got to headshot and jump around. Like to me, that kind of is like, oh, maybe I don't want to really get into this game then. You guys know what well, I'm saying? See, yeah, that's the thing, though, is that you're talking about different markets. I think calling Overwatch the fix to the Twitch shooter is like a disservice to like what a Twitch shooter is, because there, there's a market for people. I mean, Quake is a huge esport. It was one of the first esports, and that's just a Twitch shooter. You know, so there's like definitely a market for people who want like those high skill ceiling, pixel accurate Twitch shooter games. And Quake Champions no, I, coming out. And there, like there is a market, and I and I actually am playing Quake Arena now too. Like I appreciate those games. Uh, Quake Arena was like twelve dollars though, right? Like I'll get in there and and just have some old nostalgic fun every now and again. I'm not saying like it's gonna fail, but I'm saying for me personally, it's not. It's when someone says you have to be so good at this shooter, then I'm then I'm like, well, guess what? I'm not that great, so I'm probably not gonna play it. It's all. I'm just talking personally okay. myself. That's fair. Um, yeah. For those who do want to play it, there's gonna be an open beta June 30th, which I think that's kind of cool it's like the same thing that overwatch did when it was first coming out so it'd be a good way to like test the waters see if you actually do enjoy the game um and another thing probably gonna be too busy playing crash at that point <laughs> another thing i do want to mention just because i am a fan of it um killing floor 2 is free for the week on steam and i enjoyed killing floor 1 a lot and i'm gonna be trying out killing floor 2 this week and i invite people to also check it out if you got a pc because it's just a very fun like zombie horde mode killing machine thing uh and I think this is a good transition. Uh, XCOM 2 is getting an expansion, which is one of the two XCOM things coming out this year, apparently, because Hmm. Ubisoft unveiled Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Defenders, Kingdom Battle. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Let's transition to Ubisoft. So, yeah, let's talk about Mario plus Rabbids Kingdom Kingdom Battle. Was that it? Yeah. Yeah. Kingdom Battle. Okay. Kingdom Under Fire. So it was it's literally XCOM, right? Like I'm not I'm not just insane. It's literally actually XCOM. Pretty much. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but yes. <laughs> the most <laughs> like unexpected I, thing ever. Like when I looked at it, I was like, does Fire Axis know? Like do they do they know that they've been stolen from? <laughs> Much like, like I didn't, yeah, know, like it's it's pretty blatant. Much like I didn't know how much I wanted an episode one squad based multiplayer shooter, I did not know how much I needed Rapids and Mario strategy based cover shooter in my life. Like, oh my gosh, this looks awesome! Who, who did this? Like, I want to know who who did okay. this. Who thought so? Who came up when with Miyamoto Sound came out? That and was one of the coolest things I've ever seen in my life, where they had the guns out, him and Eve's Guillermo. Yeah, yeah, they were just like playing around with the guns. Like th- these are grown men, like in their fifties, sixties, <laughs> playing with little guns. Well, not oh, little, it was so but... cool. Yeah, it okay, was really so... cool. I mean, Mario's got guns, and I'm okay with this now. Yeah, I wasn't okay not, with it. Now I am. They're not real guns. No, Mario would never kill anyone. Um, <laughs> but they just faint, know. right? Like in Pokemon. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. When I looked at it, I was just. Uh... I don't know. I'm not excited about it personally. Really? Are you yeah. kidding me? I'm not oh, not even at all. I was never an XCOM guy, but like this game just looks like so much fun. Like Dude, this is this is selling me the system. So awesome. Yeah, this is selling me on a Switch. If there was no Mario Odyssey, which we'll get to later, if that wasn't coming out, this I would buy the Switch for this game. Dead serious. I love XCOM. I love these kind of games. See, I love XCOM, but when I looked at it, I was just thinking this 
feels cheap, like an actual cheap knockoff to me. No, this felt like canon. This felt like a Mario game, like a Mario-ass Mario game. This was like Nintendo and Ubisoft come together. I actually wonder, you know, how much uh, development Ubisoft had in this. Like, you know, what was the split? Like, was it just Mario assets, Ubisoft development? Was it vice versa? Like, I I think it was Ubisoft development because Miyamoto-san told, like, Eves when, you know, it was like, hey, Ubisoft wants to develop a Mario game. Yeah. Cool. I'll let you do that under one condition. You develop a Mario game that's never been made before. And apparently that means to develop the XCOM version of Mario. <laughs> I'm on board. It's just so crazy. No, I'm I'm all in on this game. Seriously, I I would buy this day one, and it's coming out soon too, like in August. Uh, yes, I believe August 29. I might get a Switch yeah. for this game. I'm dead serious. This looks it looks pretty baller. I'm not gonna lie, especially since I want more things to just play on my Switch anyway. Pro- I'm pretty sold. Probably the biggest be- guys. Let's not undersell. This is probably the biggest surprise of E3, if you ask me. Like, well, who expected anything like this? Wasn't it leaked not a little the genre, earlier? Not the genre. Oh, of the game. Yeah, the genre. Just the art. Yeah. I'm talking about like when it went, you know, you see them walking around the rabbits dressed up as Mario characters and the Mario just kind of running around something that looks like the Mushroom Kingdom. Like, big deal. Like, all right, we just see him running around. Yeah, it looks nice. And then they start busting out the grids and the, it has half cover. Yeah. it's <laughs> There's half cover. I, I cannot stress it enough. It is actually like if someone took XCOM 2 and made a Mario reskin of everything. I love uh, Mario RPG. You know, I love all those games. This, you know, it's been done, though. It's been done and kind of played out a little bit with, like, Bowser's Inside Story and Mario Luigi Superstar Saga, etc. But nothing has been done like this in the Mario universe. And it's just wholly unique. You know, I mean, obviously, it's borrowing from genres, but it's got that unique Mario charm that is just so infectious. And I just love so much. I will love for the rest of my life. So... Like I said, I couldn't be more excited about it. I really can't. And, I, and again, it's the biggest surprise, probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest surprise of this entire E3 is this game and how much I feel like I need it now. Man, it looks like I'm the odd one out there because I'm like negatively excited for this. Part of it might be because I already have like a tactical RPG on the Switch right now. I'm playing Disgaea 5, which kind of scratches that same itch for me. Okay. But I don't know. When I look at it, I just think it feels... I don't want to say uninspired... But I think it's so blatantly borrowing that it just kind of feels, I don't know. Hi, my name's... Your opinion is bad and you should feel bad, (laughs) Robert. Shut up. Yeah, my name is Robert Scarpinito (laughs) and I'm dead inside. Yeah, sure. Maybe I am. (laughs) I have no no joy. I mean, okay, I'll be honest. Part of it, too, is like the rabbits are annoying and boring to me. They're like the minions, but in rabbit form. I'm not going to sit here and defend the rabbits. uh, Other than that, they're going to add some comedy relief. Because Mario's yeah, the, Ubisoft, play- the Ubisoft version of the minions. That's what's yeah. funny about this is like Mario kind of playing it straight, right? He's kind of like, oh yeah, this weird rabbits are there. Whoa, don't get too close. Like it's kind of funny. I think it's I think it's like pitch perfect on the tone of the game. And so, I, like I said, I can't I can't be more excited about a game than I am for for this game, which is so shocking. Fair enough. I guess we'll have to agree <laughs> to disagree. Like, oh, with that. Gosh. I'm, like I don't think there's anything that could sell me on this game, to be honest. No, no, it doesn't have so, to. So, talking about sold on a game, how about Ubisoft coming out and like, hey guys, so we know like the only the last Assassin's Creed you guys actually liked was Assassin's Creed Four Black Flag because it was pirating the game. Yeah, 
So we're going to take just the pirate sections of that game and just make it its own game. Yep. Dude, and that was another <laughs> and thing. Like, and bones. We, we hit some stuff on the nose, really, when we were talking about what we might see at this E3. And I said, I, I'm not really going to be interested in an Assassin's Creed game unless it's a quote-unquote sequel to Black Flag. And here we are, Skull and Bones. And that kind of goes with one of the major themes of E3 this year with ninja, with not ninjas, with pirates and uh, and snakes and, and just and craziness so and cringe. So Skull and Bones, I... I I was seeing it kind of out of the side of my uh, periphery. I was taking notes and just paying attention to a lot of stuff when this is going on. But who who can talk about this game a little bit? Oh, I can talk about it a bit. Okay, so um, Skull and Bones coming from Ubisoft Singapore, if I remember right, um, who are the same people who developed the whole naval system for Black Flag. So, it, you know, it's from the people who fathered the thing that everyone wants. Um, so it's essentially the the pirating of Black Flag and PvP form from the looks of it. And, you know, the mode that they talked about was like a 5v5 like looting thing. Like, which team can loot the most from different NPCs, different mobs, or whatever around the map. Um, and of course, if you run into an enemy, you can try and kill them to like take the loot that they've taken. But it's, it's basically, if you really enjoy the pirating goodness of Black Flag... It looks like the exact same mechanics, maybe maybe a couple more fleshed out mechanics, but still like the same idea in PvP form. Yes, PvP. Uh, that is honestly that that is going to be so much fun. Honestly, like so so we have Skull and Bones, and then we have Sea of Thieves, though. Yeah. So like, so Sea of Thieves is first person, right? Yes. So it's like yeah, so it's like a first person game. But so Sea of Thieves is and uh, and then you have Skull and Bones, which is like. More like you're kind of. Are you like commanding? How does this work exactly? I, like you're commanding your pirate. Like you play. You play like, as the captain, I assume. And like, did you guys play Black Flag? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So my guess is just like when you hold down a trigger, it's starting to be like, oh, let's shoot off the port side with all our cannons or or the broadside cannons or whatever. And I imagine it's just different buttons to start priming different weapons. You know, I don't think it's like yeah. it's not like twenty people are playing on one ship and like each person has a job. I, I think it's just it's like one, one player, one ship. ship. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing about it, it's almost like a hero class based shooter in a way where the, there are different types of ships with different types of abilities that are going to be more uh, appropriate and more effective in certain battle scenarios. So you have to use a certain level of strategy when you're playing these out. And is it five versus five? I can't remember. I think it's five v five. At least in the yeah. mode they showed. I wouldn't be surprised they had different. There are like gigantic like flagships. There are like ships that ba- have battering rams designed that are meant to be real in- up close. There are ships that have like long range so you want to keep uh, people away but then just kind of like rain fire on top of them and it seems like there's definitely some more thought put into the pvp uh and and the waves and the graphics the the waves looked really good i remember Mm -hmm. the storms and well a game all about pirating you better have some fine waves they look good you also need some great great shanties are there shanties is that confirmed well i can't say confirmed but they were all singing what do you do with a drunken sailor which i can only assume will be in the game I am right. so in. I mean, this game, I'll Dude. definitely... I'm more interested in this than than the actual Assassin's Creed sequel, a million percent. See, my, my pie-in-the-sky prediction for the Skull and Bones game is, like, they need to have kill streaks in this game. And, like, one <laughs> of them being, like, a rogue... <laughs> yeah. yeah, a rogue wave. Just, like, rogue wave inbound. And just, like, a rogue wave comes <laughs> in and just wipes out the entire <laughs> team. Like, the entire it's team. Funny. It's like, oh, sper- sperm whale inbound just takes, like, sperm out an entire whale. ship. Okay, wait, hold on. Did you guys see the ending of that preview, though? No. Kraken. 
Really? What? A giant. Oh, what are these oh, what? Uh-huh. It's cool because they're like the way they ended it. I thought was pretty clever. It's probably the one of the best advertising bits I've ever seen. It's the dude who was talking about. It. He says, "Oh, and before I leave, I just want to tell you all that Skull and Bones is a world where whenever you act." it will react and then he just walks off the stage and then they just show like ships around this dude like being pulled under the water and they do like a bird's eye view and you see like a shadowy tentacly figure under the ship and then it blacks out wow colin you might be getting your wish man that Dude, sounds pretty cool. Kill streak. <laughs> How fucking awesome! Cool. And it's new IP. You know, I know it's like inspired by Assassin's Creed Black Flag, but this is—they're doing something original with it. They're just, this is not just a rehash. They're yeah. really going well, in yeah, on the pirating. Yeah. I definitely, dude. This is gonna get like this is gonna have at least a very strong cult following for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is this has got like on, more so on PC than anything. Like, if, I'm, I assume this is gonna get a PC release, but like, I feel like this is gonna be pretty big with the PC community. For I don't sure. think Ubisoft or EA anymore. I don't think they do anything that's just console exclusive. I think it just it comes out right. on whatever can play it basically anymore. Yeah, yeah. awesome. Right. No, looking forward to it. It looked good. It was one of the standout present uh, from Ubisoft's presentation. Definitely. Definitely excited about it. Did I agree. Job. Um, something else that stood out to me. I'm really glad that again for the second or third year in a row there was another Just Dance uh, dance off <laughs> on stage. That was wonderful. It was good to see. It was nice to see BB Rexa show up live. Um, <laughs> we. <laughs> You just bust that out like you knew, like she's like number three on your playlist on Spotify or something. I like. I've, I once helped host a concert where she was in it, so that's why I know her name. But I could not name you one of her songs. How many selfies did you take with her? Uh, absolutely none. <laughs> I've never met the woman. I'm sure she's a fine woman though. Was this uh, the K-pop section? They did have Bubble Pop by Hyuna. Yeah, I was and hype on that. Anytime that, you want to introduce K-pop, got my attention. Yep. Was okay, that well, a sick panda or was that something else? I don't know, but I think that's more than enough about Just Dance 2018. <laughs> that ill panda, <laughs> let's, though. Let's just cut her right there. <laughs> I love how there's going to... Dude, you know what's crazy, though, is like we were talking about uh, in one of our recordings about like the gold editions and the super deluxe editions. They're doing a gold edition, like deluxe edition, whatever, for Just Dance. <laughs> hey, <laughs> people love Just Dancing. You know what's even sadder? Someone's going to buy it. A lot of people are going to buy it. Oh, yeah. Pay, pay, yeah, pay $80, $90 well, for no, Just Dance you, 2018. Did you, did you see the, the Assassin's Creed Origins, like, deluxe super super banging $800 edition? $800. It was, it was with, like, some crazy $800 I was going to say, like, yeah, built it's by like, slaves. It's like a foot-high statue of, of, what's his name, Bayek and his eagle. Wow. Yeah. And, $800 and some other stuff. for $600 or $800? It's insane. Um, so it's more than the Xbox One X. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I mean, but if you don't right. buy the Xbox One X, you can't see the statue in 4K, 60 FPS. So you you do still need the $500 console to man my really eyes get the see most. in 8K. <laughs> <laughs> like you get like the the Xbox One X like Uber Premium bundle that comes with like the $800 version of that game. Oh, God. Like bundled in for only it's like 1,500 bucks for right only a thousand dollars. We're saving you 300. It'd be a steal. You're, you're yeah. losing Ridiculous. money. Ridiculous. There's one yeah. other big thing I want to talk about with Ubisoft. What about you guys? Um, I mean, I'm able to hit a couple stuff. What do you got? Okay. Well, my big one. Do you want me to just jump to it? Sure. Okay. Obviously, Beyond Good and Evil Two. This game has been announced yes. like what, like five, six years ago. I can't even remember the last time they had an E3 showing and then just completely gone. And I was so Jack, yeah, Jack. Hey, Jack. Try nine years ago. It was it was nine years ago at E3 when they nine showed that trailer. Years ago, 
Nine. Unreal, dude. This is like a James Cameron like movie. Like just takes decades to come out. Um, no, I'm excited. You know, I I don't know if I like that monkey so much. Just a little, I don't know, not very likable. See, too and, cheeky. And the uh, <laughs> and and also the fact that it's a prequel and you don't ha- you don't play as Jade was a little uh, whatever. But you know, it, and you didn't see any gameplay. It was just like kind of Luke Basson Fifth Element style world. I thought it looked really cool. Um, it's just a game that's been so. It's a cult classic from uh, what, like fifteen years ago, or whatever, right? That like has been the people have been screaming for the sequel, and the fact that it's not dead is news enough. So I'm excited about it. Uh, there's still it's it's a long way off. I can already tell. Um, yeah, that's the yeah, scary that, thing, that, right? Mm-hmm. Like they showed it at E3 this year, nine years later, still just a cinematic trailer, no release date, not even an inkling of like no, what the game's yeah. gonna look like to play. Really, right? right. So it's, it, to me, it's worrying brings up a lot more questions than answers you know but like i said at least it's not dead everyone thought it was dead true and they obviously i mean that trailer to, uh, that we saw the other day um it looked expensive they put some money into that oh some yeah serious resources behind that trailer so it looked like a square caliber trailer in a way mm-hmm. certain parts of it so yeah i was happy to see another release date for south park the fractured butthole um they because you I wash think your game, mouth i i would try but <laughs> Um. Yeah, they've. They, I know they delayed it a couple times, but now it's October seventeen. Hopefully official, mm-hmm. but we'll see. I also didn't know that Obsidian isn't working on this one. Actually, it's okay, just. I think uh, I was Ubisoft. mistaken when I said oh, that really? earlier. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, I thought it was Obsidian as well because you know they made the first one, but I guess right. they're just taking the framework of that and you know like building on it. You know, like Ubisoft's building on it on its own. But the trailer made me just want to watch South Park again. And yeah. and I know like that's pretty much what the game's gonna be. It's just like watching a really long and good episode of South Park. So I'm kind of I'm kind of in it. I'm interested in it. Yeah, I mean, if it's anything like the last game, like like it's gonna be worth the wait. Like we know we're getting quality mm-hmm. because the last game, it, it the, like lest we forget, the last game got delayed several times too. It took forever for the stick of truth to come yeah, out. Yeah, it's true. And yeah, they changed when it did finally come yeah, out. It took forever. Yeah, it did, and uh, but when it finally came out, dude, everything like it was all there. Like the game was great. It completely captured South Park. It completely it had fun RPG elements. Everything about it just screamed South Park. It was awesome. The the red flags I have on this are that the first game was so good, was so like right on with everything. The gameplay, the art style, the story, the atmosphere, the way it was kind of like Lords of the Rings style. I mean, it would it just all came together like so well. Um. So I'm just wondering with the change in developer, you know, with uh, it all depends on the story and the writing and just nailing it. You know, I think I just think they have big shoots to fill with how good the first game was. So, you know, even if it comes out good, you know, if it's not like a lot better than the first one, everyone's just going to say, oh, well, it's the first one. The first one's better. So, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's got that sequelitis kind of problem behind it. Yep. Uh, The last thing I wanted to hit on the Ubisoft conference is I'm glad that we got to see some gameplay of Far Cry 5 or at least some you know canned gameplay of it uh it kind of looks like more of the same but with a lot more focus on like companions like you can call on companions to help you out which i think is like a it's a nice twist on the formula that's kind of getting old they didn't show a lot of far cry 5 i thought they'd lean into it more yeah i did too but they didn't show that much which is interesting considering you know there won't be another e3 before far cry 5 comes out unless it gets delayed so 
it's it's gory man far yeah. cry five wow they do kind of explain to you like all the questions people had like well this takes in america takes place in america why don't you just call the cops you know and get taken care of they kind of explained away like why that is mm-hmm. um so the game is gory it is serious real hardcore kind of war uh war game really in a lot of ways um but yeah. then also it kind of did that turn in the trailer where it got more goofy and more like kind of lighthearted, and I just thought that was a little kind of jarring for me. But Far mm. Cry is often jarring in its tone and in its story. So, yeah, I agree. Uh, let's move on though to the Sony conference. We're almost there. We're almost there to the end. So See the light at the end of the tunnel. But I mean, you know, how much to say about Sony? Go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry so, to cut you off. Well, so okay. So I I've always been. I'm. I, I'll be the first to admit I'm a bit of a Sony pony, but <laughs> uh-huh. are you a brony too? That, <laughs> Sony yeah, pony brony, just a little bit. Yeah, Sony pony brony. Um, <laughs> so this definitely wasn't year of your dreams three, like for Sony. Like, it there was like one like one moment in there where I kind of had that freak the hell out moment, um, and I'll get to that in just I think a second. I know what it is, but like over oh you, you probably you I almost guarantee you know. Um, but like overall, like I, I think that Sony pretty much just blew blew their load last year. Like you know what I mean? They, they showed so much last year that's like they're gonna. It was a lot of stuff that was like, okay, this is happening, this is happening, this is happening. But like no release dates, and then this year we came in like we knew they were gonna be showing a lot of the same stuff that we saw from last year again. Um, but it was so much that like there was next to nothing new. And so it was it was kind of like, okay, I mean, and and we still like we did get some release dates, but we didn't get as many release dates as we wanted. You know, you know, like there were some things like, why? Why? We didn't even get a release window for something like like Detroit, for example. Yeah, we didn't even get a release date for that. Yeah, that is surprising. a release window. So, yeah. So what was the thing that like blew your pants off? uh, Shadow of the Colossus. (laughs) Hands down, Shadow of the Colossus. Like they showed, like as like the first screen from it, and I instantly knew. Like they showed the bridge in the temple, and I was like, "Oh my god, they are not doing this right now!" Like, do not like. And then they showed they showed you know Wander and like Agro, and I was like, "Oh my god!" Like I was screaming. I was like, "Get the fuck out!" I was like, "Get the fuck! This isn't happening!" Like I was screaming. I was so happy, but. Um, yeah, Shadow of the Colossus remake. I am so hyped for that. So, I can't wait to play it for so a third Jack, time. So, Jack, I, I feel like you don't share in this, uh, this hype. You don't share the sentiment. I'm going to go off here. Are you guys ready? I'm ready. Wait, wait, wait. Okay. Okay, now I'm ready. Okay, now you're ready. Okay, holy crap. So, Colin, first off the top, I definitely agree with you. Shadow of the Colossus was the coolest thing at that demonstration. Okay, and I am a huge fan of that game. I... Bought multiple copies of it. I beat it on PS2 twice, at least two or three times. I played it on PS3. Um, I thought that was the end of it. The fact that they're re-releasing it, uh, it, I thought it looked incredible. I thought it looked so much better. I'm on board with that, and I will buy that. Okay, so that is not what I'm disagreeing about. That game's awesome. Okay, and it also is the the coolest thing that come, came out of that presentation, as I stated. Therein lies the fucking problem like sony dropped the ball so hardcore this year i just think it was the most boring uh, presentation that they just dropped every ball possible the coolest thing they had was a gold ps3 announced that looks 
ugly and looks dumb. You mean PS4? PS4, sorry, yeah. PS4, it looks ugly. Golden PS3, (laughs) right? It looks stupid. I mean, the Spider-Man game looked fine. It didn't look great. I thought graphically it looked really good, but I just kept getting hints of like, oh, well, look how good those Batman um, Arkham Asylum games are doing. Like, let's do that, but let's do it for Spider-Man instead. What does that look like? So I wasn't that impressed with that. Um, Also, like another standout for me, Final Fantasy Fishing. (laughs) <laughs> the yeah, that, fishing game was like yeah that, that looks stupid that looks dumb i'll play that like sure. i want to pre-order that please yeah like, right now. i mean yeah yeah I definitely it. i'm dead serious those three games like you know those were like what stood out to me but i just thought overall the presentation like god of war you know i'm on record saying like i'm not that excited for it it's fine there was not word one about last of us uh the new uncharted game yeah. <laughs> i'll tell you guys i could not care less about that game that game is not moving the needle okay. for me at all and sony not um maybe like really sticking it to microsoft having the chance and maybe putting a, even a 50 dollar um price reduction in the ps pro like would have definitely ripped and teared a little bit on xbox's lunch right and so they didn't yeah. budge on that it was just, they were showing you know just kind of sequels and like add-ons like yeah like horizon zero dawn's a good game and that that dlc or whatever they have coming on to yeah that's fine but they just didn't have anything. The fact that, uh, what? A, how old is that game, man? Is it like seventeen years old? <laughs> like fifteen years old? Uh, Shadow of the Colossus. Like I think the so. fact that yeah. a remake of that is what really stands out is just fucking sad. And there's no other way to put it. And like I, I understand there's no word on Shenmue three. Where the hell was um, Kingdom Hearts three gameplay? Where was Final Fantasy seven? I'm really starting to get worried about Final Fantasy seven with the fact they're moving development in house now. They're changing all kinds of things. Like it's just really. You know what? You know what makes me angry? This is what Sony is like when they're making money. When they're not making money, when they're not on top is when they actually do right by fans, my opinion. And like what you'll see is evidence of that when uh, they needed to beat Xbox, they needed to beat GameCube, they came out with PS2, okay? And that was like still is considered one of the best consoles of all time. But then they then they were on top. And what happened? They released a $600 console that they're promising can essentially launch tactical nukes. It's so powerful with all these SD memory card for USB, you know, two HDMI outputs. If you remember when that first came out, like who, who wanted and asked for that? And now, you know, they weren't, they were considered to be losing the um, generation to Xbox 360. They came out now with this innovative PlayStation four. Everybody loves it. Now that again, they're being loved and, and there there's money being thrown at them. Now they're, I just feel like they're resting. They're resting on the rolls. They're not, they're not doing it right. PSVR, there was you know, there was a big block, a chunk of information on that, but I wasn't really coming away super impressed with anything as a PSVR headset owner. Like, I don't know. It just was a really bad presentation. I was just expecting more from how they have performed in the past, and it just makes me angry. Are you telling me you're not excited okay. that Skyrim's coming to PSVR? <laughs> <laughs> Skyrim again, yeah. You know, I'll play. I'll, I'll check it out. I'm checking out, but excited? No. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Like. Okay. So, I, I, dude, I totally, I, Jack, I totally understand your point of view. I, I totally get it. And I, and you're, I mean, but like I said, like this. I mean, they blew their load the last, the last year or two, man. They, they really did. Like they, they came out and they showed so much stuff, and it was amazing. It was great. 
But the thing is, like, they put their they they backed themselves in a corner for this year, man. They really did. They backed themselves into a corner, and and even even so, I do agree with you that there, there could have been a little more. They came out, they could have came out and been like, oh, by the way, hey, fifty dollars off the PS4 Pro. That would have been awesome. That would have been a great power play. That would have been like you know some stuff from like their console launch back when they were like, oh, hey, by the way, this is how you share used games on PS4 type of like jab at you know Microsoft. Um, I will agree with you that they do stroke their ego a little bit. They, they do like you know throw their weight around because if you um the the first year or two of the console li- the uh, PS4 lifespan was basically based around getting a bunch of ports, a bunch of ports and a bunch of remasters. That's all. That's what a lot of the the PS4 library was for a good while. And t- I mean the the first huge huge exclusive that we got for the PS4 was Bloodborne. Um, and cause I remember, I mean, I remember countless threads on like 4chan and V and th- or like on V and stuff where people were like, Oh look, it's the PS4 in its game. And it was like just bloodborne sitting on the shelf. Yeah. <laughs> and so like, there's that. Um, but like, I don't know, man, it, it like, you're not wrong, but they they did during like the PlayStation VR section. They did show like so at least they showed some you know more original games. A lot of st- stuff from Supermassive, by the way. Mm. Um, a lot of stuff from Supermassive. So they had Moss and they had uh, Star Child, which looked meh. Uh, they had Inpatient, uh, Bravo Team. Oh, okay. And, Hold on a second. Uh, you can't game. say that name without talking about probably the most. Gen- I thought that was an iPhone game. Seriously, that was yeah, Bravo same. Team. No, yeah, was one you're of the right. Most generic looking games I've seen in some time, and that's saying something, man. Yeah, it was. It was, but Impatient looked interesting. Moss looked cool. I don't. But here's the thing. So, um, and this is gonna get a little off track from what I was talking about before. But like the thing with the thing with VR, right? Is like it, VR games are just so hard to demo on stage. They really are. You know, because it, it's it's hard to completely understand. You know what's going on. Uh, unless you do like a, a really good job at like emphasizing like how it's going to work in VR, and some of these games don't really do that that well. Um, like for example, I think Moss. Moss is a really good example, right? Um, so like you know, there's like the the, the mouse character with the sword, something that looks like something straight out of you know Brian Jacques' Red Wall, um, and like you're like you're some kind of god or something. Like you're like controlling what's going on around the character i don't really understand what's going on there like so so something like that man like you you got to do a really good job at like making people understand like how you're interacting with the game you know what i mean and it's real it's really hard to do that uh with vr on stage Mm -hmm. yeah i agree um well i mean you know what we're not coming too far off um wwdg the apple developers conference right like uh, they were doing a pretty good job at, at demonstrating VR there where they kind of had a green screen behind somebody and then you would see them with the headset on, but then you'd also see them like in the world. And, you know, so, yeah. Oh, really? So, okay, that's yeah, pretty so cool. So they're coming up with ways. I mean, if Apple is leading the way of demonstrating VR to, uh, you know, the masses, then that kind of doesn't look good on Oculus or HTC or, or Sony, really. But I hear you. It is hard. Right. So you were saying? I don't know. Yeah. Um but um just but to get off uh, of vr just a little bit yeah like um i, I yeah if, if you're not a big like uncharted or god of war fan then yeah maybe some of this stuff doesn't appeal to you i i personally i love my uncharted games i, I like i like those story driven games like that and uh uncharted uh the lost legacy did appeal to me quite a bit showed a little bit more of the exploratory side the the more uh indiana jones-esque parts 
of uh, the the expansion that's coming out. And uh, I, I mean, I personally, like I've said before, I really enjoy God of War. And they we got a little bit more God of War, and they showed us how the uh, this new God of War game is going to tie back to the original series, which is awesome. Um, and just the diversity of the world and all the and the and they showed that the combat's still going to be really visceral and uh, gory, for the lack of a better word, uh, just like the old games was. So that was really cool to see that. Um, but yeah, um, Spider-Man did look pretty cool. Um, why do I get the feeling though that a lot of these games are going like they feel a lot like Uncharted? <laughs> I, I don't know. I disagree wholeheartedly there with Spider-Man. Spider-Man doesn't feel Uncharted at all. Like, no, but it's it's more like um, like all these like QTE events type nah, deals yeah. and like things like yeah, that. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you when you like, say like that was that demo yeah, was like, way. I'm not saying that demo was way too QTE, way too much for me to feel yeah, comfortable about and it. And like, and honestly, like I personally. I really don't mind that, but I know a lot of people that like like you you get too crazy with the QTE events and it just gets it gets kind of out of hand. Mm-hmm. It gets kind of ridiculous. Like waiting, like okay, wait for the circle to close in and then hit the button. Now yeah. do it again. Now do it again. And now hit now hit the triggers. Like it gets kind of annoying after a while. It gets fatigued. If you do it every once in a while and like do it well enough, like I don't know. I always thought God of War. I really like the way they do it because they I don't know. But, yeah. um, well, so for me, when when okay. I look at that Spider-Man game, I think like this is probably the best-looking Spider-Man game in years. You oh, know, ever? It, oh, yeah, yeah. Mistake, for it's sure. The best-looking Spider-Man game ever. Yeah, made. So, like, I'm interested in it, and uh, the fact that it takes a lot of points from Arkham, I'm not too worried about. Because the thing is, it's not like Rocksteady's yeah. making a Arkham Arkham Five anytime soon or Arkham Four. You know, like a Batman Arkham game isn't coming anytime soon. So, in order to scratch that itch. I don't mind if Spider-Man takes up that mantle, you know, even if like, I know it's not Rocksteady who's doing it, it's Insomniac who's uh, producing the Spider-Man game, but I think the combat looks really interesting and it looks, it looks and feels like it's Spider-Man combat. The idea of, you know, using your environment and like using your web to like react with the environment and like pull things into enemies and stuff like that. I think it's going to really capture mm. what Spider-Man is when it comes to combat. Yeah, it's, Right, yeah, for sure. It, and like I, I thought it was crazy how the demo like the combat looked just brutal. Like like Arkham Asylum style just beat the shit out of people and like they were the dude, the way that like they were taking his webs and stuff and just like slinging people, I'm like, dude, that would probably kill someone. Yeah. I'm like that's it, it crazy. looked cool. I'm not saying it's not a cool looking game. It's third party, you know, is it Sony exclusive? I I doubt I, it's it. It's actually or, PlayStation 4. Yes, it is. It's PlayStation, okay, yeah, okay, it okay is. fine. So that's Second another kind of arrow in their quiver, right? The problem I have, okay, is that that was the marquee game, okay? It was a licensed property. No, yeah, you're that right. That was the way they closed right. out. It was underwhelming. That was the way they closed out their demo. Like, that's the problem I have. Like, where is Death Stranding? That's what I wanted to see. That's what would have wowed me at the end. I know Kojima was there. He's he's there in L.A. now. Um, I was really hoping for that. And the fact that not really anything aside from... Was anything actually said? I can't even... I. Might Death be remembering Stranding? this, not, yeah, not a thing. Yeah, totally, no, mom. Then no. that's the, that's what upsets me. Like I just feel like Sony, after yeah. coming off multiple E threes, like crushing the game, they're just very meh this year. I mean, there's a freaking fishing game, yeah, and <laughs> and well, a what twelve I think, year old game. Yeah, like it's just well, it just was a disappointment. The most disappointing of all of them was Sony. what I think is right now. Sony's on an off year, like in terms of their dev cycle. Say that I think. Again. Yeah. yeah. In terms of their dev cycle, I think it's an off year. I think it's like they felt maybe it's too early. Like if they revealed more Last of Us Part Two, it's like maybe it's too early for that because maybe the release date for that's 2019. 
kind of a thing. Right. And it's also, it's also too early for Death Stranding though. Cause I mean, we've already gotten like two, what, two, three trailers now, but it's like the the game is so far out still. Like, so there's four years into a console life cycle. To me, this is when all the awesome shit should be coming out. What are you looking forward to this Christmas? That's going to be selling PS4s on on PS4. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. I can't think of anything this year. Can you? I'm no, willing I mean, to be proven so wrong. Here's That's the thing. Wrong. In Sony's conference, the only games that are coming out this year that were there, I believe the Horizon Zero Dawn uh, DLC is coming out this year. Uh, okay. uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy by August. Uh, no. Marvel vs. Capcom Is Infinite. Days Gone coming out? Is, is Days no Gone coming state. out this year? Oh uh, my gosh. Let, okay, right. how long wait, have we been talking about? Oh, sorry, on. go ahead. Okay. Call of Duty uh, World uh, War II. Uh, Call of Duty yeah. World War II is coming out later this year, and that's it from Sony that's coming out this year. And that just doesn't seem like a... Call, it's not an call, interesting roster. Call of Duty is going to sell like hotcakes. Yeah, but it's going to be on everything. Does, it's not just on Sony is my point. Exactly. Like uh, of those that are yeah. uh, exclusives, it's like the Horizon Zero Dawn DLC, which is DLC. Um, you got the Uncharted Lost Legacy, which is standalone, but also like if you're not interested in Uncharted in the first place, you're not going to be buying it probably. You okay. Know? Okay. Right. Here, um, let me just go back to where I was unless you... But yeah, let's go back to on. Days Gone because I okay. want to talk about so, how blandly generic and boring that game looks. How long have we been discussing Sony's press conference right now and we just now got to Days Gone? That's how forgettable it is. That's how, mm-hmm. like you said, generic it is and boring. And like this is like another one of their big tentpole titles that's exclusive to them. Like I really could not care less about this game i don't know what it is the characters are very uninteresting the dialogue is very uninteresting the idea is just kind of like pikmin right like swarms of zombies and you're manipulating them to kill enemies like that'll be fun you know for an hour maybe but i remember i could not care less about this game I remember seeing it last year at E3 and they had that little demo where it's like, oh, it's a, it's a dude on a bike and he goes into a barn and then there are zombies and it's like a horde of zombies. I remember being like kind of impressed about like how cool that horde looked. You know, it did, it did look like terrifying for a zombie horde. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's not the first time I've seen a zombie horde in a video game. It's not the first time I've seen a white burly man gun down a bunch of zombies in a video game. You know, yeah. it just felt boring when I first saw it there. But it, it last year, I gave it the benefit of the doubt. It's like maybe it's still, you know, in development. And like, mm-hmm. that's just kind of the early thing they wanted to show. And this mm-hmm. year, it feels like they flesh it out more. And I'm just like, dude, I do not care. No. I can, like you get the impression that the main character is trying to save that that hostage that like maybe is his friend or something. But because the main character is too cool to show emotion, it's kind of like hard to really gauge how much he cares. And the gameplay just felt lackluster and boring. It's like if they took yeah. Uncharted and Last of Us and made a shitty baby out of both of them. And that's what I get out of Days Gone. A poopy baby. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Like, are you going to apologize I, for this game? Like, just, just say it off the top. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not. I okay. Listen, I'm definitely <laughs> not going to like apologize for the game. All like what I will say is like I last year I did agree that like they ended the conference last year on that game if I recall they ended it Um, yeah yeah so last year when I saw it I remember thinking that this is really generic this isn't I don't know this looks pretty meh like it just looks pretty mediocre like all around right this year it, it like it definitely piqued my interest a little bit more personally. But it definitely like it definitely wasn't like like over the top like this is this is an absolute highlight of E three this year for me like but I, I definitely think it looked more interesting than it did last year not a day one buy for me but I mean barbed wire bear like grizzly bear I guess kind of cool um, but did it I, I saw that thing at the end and I was like I don't care dude Here, here's how generic that idea of the barbed yeah. wire grizzly bear is I thought that was in the metro game until you just said that. <laughs> 
It's all running together. Yeah. It's all running together. <laughs> yeah, I, that's I fair. think for me, um, the highlights of the Sony conference were definitely the Spider-Man game because just to me it looked cool. I don't know about ending with it, but at the same time, I don't know. It just it seems like Sony's having an off year and an off dev cycle. And I think next year's E3 is probably going to be big. Maybe they're going to show Death Stranding and the things that we predicted they'd show this year. But for 2017, I think Spider-Man was a good show. And I was actually very intrigued by what Detroit Become Human showed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, I, I'm still... Okay, so, like, I'm still really disappointed that we didn't get a release date for Detroit Become Human. Like, not, not even a release window yet. And it, I get it. It is a David Cage game. Yeah, perfection so, like, requires things, time. And then fucking it up right, requires exactly. a little bit more time. Right, exactly. Um, but we, what we haven't talked about yet is we're forgetting about Monster Hunter World. And that game looked I didn't forget awesome. about it. Uh, yeah, I, well, I mean, I did forget. Like, <laughs> I, I knew it was there, about. and I was just like, eh. Yeah. I don't know. I thought Monster Hunter World looked awesome. Like, it's the first time we've gotten, like, a full-on console Monster Hunter in a long to, time. To be fair, like, I have heard other fans of that game on 3DS and, and PSP. And uh, is it on Vita? I'm sure it is. But I I've heard so. Because yeah, it's no, handheld no, only. No, and I, so I have heard fans get ultra hype for this. So I think it, it's probably doing some things right. Uh, I'm not a fan. I mean, I'm I'm not saying I'm not a fan, but I just never got into those games because I think well, it relies heavily on um, local multiplayer, if I'm not mistaken. To um, be clear, um, it wasn't only on like handhelds. There were previous Monster Hunter titles that were on like I think the Wii, Wii yeah. or the Wii U. PS2, yeah, like Wii, Monster Hunter Wii. Try or something like that, I want to say. Yeah. Um, any, anyways, yeah, I just never Try. got into it. Not to say that I couldn't. Um, we'll see. It's just, it just wasn't really like doing anything for me. But again, like fans of the series are ultra hype on that. Yeah, that like the, the fan, fans for Monster Hunter dude are rabid when it comes to the games for for for, for real. And I mean, they're, there's a steep learning curve to the games; they're not easy to get into. But once you get into them, dude, like you're stuck yeah. there. See, is usually how it was the way I've been told. I gave so. Monster Hunter four two tries in my life, like on the 3ds. And I tried to you know really get into it. And after a while, I just felt like handheld is not the place to play this game. It just doesn't feel good to play it on handheld personally. Yeah, um, I don't dis- I don't disagree. Whereas with you. I'm yeah. hoping. Because here's the thing, they've also announced a Monster Hunter, what is it, Double Cross or something for the Switch, which is coming out later in Japan and likely right. going to get a Western release at some point afterward. And I feel like that's going to be where it's going to hit big because the Switch feels like a console. I mean, it is like a weird console hybrid, but I think it's going to feel a lot better to play it on there. Um, oh, yeah, that that one's going to sell a hotcakes just because it's so it's portable and you can play yeah, it Yeah, and I think it's interesting to see Monster Hunter World show up at Sony. Like I did, I wasn't expecting it, but when I saw it, I didn't no. feel that I needed it or wanted it that much. It was just nah, kind of there. Nah. Fair. Yeah, it's it's there for fans already. Yeah. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think that trailer did anything to win over new fans that didn't already like Monster Hunter. I'll say that. You know, right. um, I would just. I definitely. No, I was just gonna say. I think. Um, just kind of get getting around to wrapping up here, but I I definitely think it 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 really hurts to know like all the things that we're just missing from this conference you know what i mean so like we were missing a you know a release date for detroit we were missing a few more like release windows or maybe we were hoping some of these games are a little bit closer to coming out we're just finding out Um, why we should care you know this holiday season right exactly and I think I mean where the hell is where the hell is Sucker Punch? Where the hell is Square there's no Enix? Grand, there's no you Grand Turismo I mean? Sport. They had a little thing in the pre-show, right. but nothing in the conference proper. No gameplay. No progress. No no state or whatever. What, what was the game you just said? Sorry. 
Uh, wait, what? Sucker, I said sucker, yeah, sucker punch. punch. Okay, yeah. in, like infamous. I heard that that after first light, they really downsized that studio. So who knows? Mm. I know that they were actually hiring uh, for a good long while. They they were hiring a mm, bunch of people. Okay. Um, so yeah, so like sucker punch. I mean, it was I, f- I had a feeling it was about time for a new infamous or something from sucker punch, man. And we just didn't get it. And then Square Enix didn't show up with Final Fantasy VII or Kingdom Hearts three. However, Square Enix will be showing stuff throughout E uh, three throughout this week so they they could or could not show something uh during the rest of the week mm-hmm. um so what's what's surprising i know that, actually if i want to jump in here uh they're showing agents of yeah. mayhem at square enix this little like e3 show which is surprising because that's like that's deep silver right right yeah but that's it's really interesting mm-hmm. or volition but, i mean it, well i mean it's being public well yeah i mean yeah but it's square enix published obviously mm-hmm. um true. But uh, before I forget, Kingdom Hearts 3, though, Kingdom Hearts 3 news we're actually getting during D23. Uh, Tetsuya Nomura, I guess, is going to come out and speak during D23, which is the Disney Expo. I, f- I don't know what the date is on that, yeah. um, but apparently he's going to come out and talk more on Kingdom Hearts 3. And we did actually get a Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer right. uh, during one of the orchestra tour shows uh, last weekend. So that's probably they probably just threw it out, that out there as their quote unquote E3 showing for Kingdom Hearts three, and we got to see some gameplay from like Olympus and things like that, which looked actually pretty awesome. Um, I but find otherwise, it, yeah, like like I find it kind of funny that it's yet another Kingdom Hearts three trailer that's ending with more announcements at this date. Yeah, please be excited for this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. More more announcements coming this winter. Yeah, um, I, anyway. I believe D twenty three is next month. I think in July. Is it? So hopefully okay. we'll get something more concrete. A release date for the release date. Yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd hate to see another more more announcements uh, in the winter at that. Watch them, watch them have, watch them have a reveal event like they did for Final Fantasy 15. Watch them have an event like that. And then they get, it gets leaked like right before the event, like what the release date is. They go out and they're like, well, guys, it looks like you guys already know, but here's the release date. And then they end up delaying that release date again. Anyway, yeah, I'd love to see that. That sounds about right. I don't know. <laughs> Kingdom Hearts 3 reveal. I mean, for me, when I saw the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer uh, that showed up, that gameplay trailer, it reminded me why I love Kingdom Hearts so much because, you know, the gameplay looks so fun and, you know, just like wacky and silly and cartoonish and great. And it, for a moment, generated some goodwill from me toward Square Enix, but then it ended with more announcements, and I'm like, uh, you give something good and you take it away right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just give us a release date, damn it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I don't want to make it sound like, you know, we're, we're those people that need a release date for everything and like, why isn't it out now kind of a thing, but you know, we know this has been in development for quite a while. It's been over a decade since the uh, last main main uh, mainline kingdom hearts game all i've been getting is like uh spinoffs and handhelds so i can it, yeah i mean even there. though they've been giving us like even though it's been all applying to like the main storyline which is i don't know it's weird that it's all spinoffs because if you're if you were to play kingdom hearts one two and then three you had no idea what the hell is going yeah. on so I don't know, man, but it's just, it's, it's getting ridiculous at this point. Like I was even saying before we even got to the C3 that if they don't show Kingdom Hearts 3 at the C3, it's, it's practically vaporware, but that was also before they showed the orchestra trailer. Right. So if I could, uh, if I could just take the shovel real quick and just put the final pile of dirt on Sony's E3, that was, that is, that, uh, will be, um, I just say what a year, you know, like this is the, what a year to have a down year. Uh, this is. 
kind of Sony's been kind of the people's champion, right? Over the last several years, like they're the ones that will give you what you want, when you want, how you want it. And now in this down year, this is the first year where, again, we discussed that E3 has gone public and the fans are going to be there, you know? So I just think it's just unfortunate. It's just a bad look and just, you know, I, I, I don't buy the excuse. Like, you know, there were four, like I said before, we're four years into the console generation, like this is really when like the heavy heavy stuff should be coming out now. So I just I just disappointed overall. Like I I couldn't be I couldn't be more disappointed that Shadow of the Colossus is like the yeah. standout. They're they're gonna make it next year again. Like or they're gonna make basically 2017 over again. They're gonna front load all of 2018, and then who knows what's going on? You know beyond that, unless we get Spider Man late next year. But like. Like this year, like we've gotten so many games in the first few months of this year, and then like the second half is just like it's like you know tumble you know tumbleweed rolling across you know the stage at E three kind of thing. Right you know? now, yeah, right so, now is a great time to have a PS four. Like, make no mistake, it's an amazing time oh, right yeah, now to have sure. one. But I'm just looking towards the future, right? Like it's starting yeah. to look sparse. It's starting to look worrisome. Knack two, we didn't even bring that up. Like how meh was that? Oh wow, yeah. <laughs> like I who cares? Is my point. That. Who cares? Yeah. All right. So let's move on to the final, final little bit of news that yeah, happened give on me a Tuesday. Little, give me a little sunshine, man, to end this day. I don't want to be so down. Oh, some Super <laughs> Mario ding, 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 sunshine? Ding. Hey, uh, no, hey. not that kind. Actually, you can keep that one. That one's not a good game. So, excuse you. Yeah. Uh, I, excuse so, you. You both hit. like Mario Sunshine? I've never played it, actually. Are you so. Okay. I love Mario Full Sunshine. Oh yeah. my gosh. All right. We'll talk about that another day. Because we're going right. to celebrate Mario today. Today is not the day to shit on Mario Sunshine. Today is the day to lift up uh, Mario Odyssey. But go ahead, Robert. Okay. So, uh, Nintendo's uh, little conference thing. I think let's save Mario for last. Uh, let's let's hit all the smaller stuff first that you guys want, maybe want to talk about. Okay. Um, so, I have a feeling, Colin, that you are interested in Xenoblade Chronicles 2. Oh my. <laughs> I love that trailer, dude. I really, really? did. I like that trailer quite a bit. Yeah. I, uh, okay. So, like, I, I don't know if it's just because, like, we don't really have any, like, for sure, like, there's no big lineup of JRPGs right now for the Switch. I mean, there's not just not much to play on the Switch just yet. But, like, honestly, like, I like the appeal of, like, the original Xenoblade Chronicles. I like Xenoblade Chronicles X quite a bit. Just, I don't know. Just give me more Xenoblade Chronicles 2, man. And the fact that it's portable is even even better. I don't know. And and it looked and I think I, I like how like the story of this one's going to be a little bit more dialed back and a little bit more personal, it seems like, because like, I don't know. And it, it, to me, it looked like they were pulling the whole like Skyward Sword kind of like the sword is a real person kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if, it was a little confusing. Yeah. There was a lot of some JRPG bullshit there. Mm hmm. Yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm also a weeb. So excuse me. I like my JRPGs. Uh, so. I don't know, like, the story seems a little bit more personal, the court characters seem pretty charismatic, and it seems a little bit more fantastical and less sci-fi than Xenoblade Chronicles X was. So, I mean, I'll, I'll take it, man. I'll, I'll, I'm gonna buy it, so. Mm-hmm. What a weird way to start a conference. That was the yeah. first game they showed, and let's not, and let's not gloss over either how crazy bizarro universe that whole speech was with reggie fils in the living room like yeah, hey welcome to my house yeah. what was that that was that was nintendo does weird funny that was not weird funny that was just weird weird that was just yeah 
Games are and fun. The speech, games are battles. Yeah, yeah. If, if, if the, the battle, battle is games. isn't good, if the battle isn't good, then where's the fun? It was yeah, he's like, like <laughs> yeah, I only want to crush people and feel their, you know, feel the yeah. joy. I want to crush yeah. my enemies and then it's, fornicate with the yeah, women. It's not just where you could bring your games, but where the games bring you. Like, and then, <laughs> it, was know, it was so weird. It was, I see what he was going for, but it just came off. It just did not come off right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, Rocket League is confirmed for Switch, which I think is oh, interesting. I think yes. that's something like we kind of guessed yes, at. I'm so hyped for that, dude. I am really stoked what a for get. that. Actually. And then also to have Mario hats. Oh, oh that was, I yeah. don't know, that did something uh, to me. And the best thing I think is that it's not just like Switch only, like you can cross play with people on PC, PS4, and all that. Right. Yeah. So, no, you can't with PS4. Oh, not with PS4. No, Sony's like, oh, nah, that's right. That's we're right. We're not doing the whole cross network yeah. thing. Yeah. So just PC. So PS4 is still. Yeah, PS4 is just PC and PS4 right now. But um, Switch will be able to play with Xbox and PC. Wow, okay, that's solid. a crazy thing for Sony to do, to lock that out. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the reasoning wow. is for yeah. that. Well, they can't, you can't change names in databases to change your, you know, your, your PlayStation Network name. So who knows what other difficulties they're running up against. Yeah. Um, they also announced quite a few, like, way down the line kind of things and i think they gave it just the right amount of time where it wasn't you know it didn't feel like it overstayed its welcome so there's a kirby game coming in 2018 and a, like what looks like a woolly world yoshi type of game coming hey, in 2018 hey, hey robert what's the name of that kirby game what's it called kirby what else just kirby in it just kirby yeah it's same with kirby. yoshi it was just, it was just hey, wait, a, yoshi. There's a new yoshi game yeah hey robert what's that new yoshi game called y- y- yashi <laughs> they're getting really creative with their naming conventions now aren't they like what is it it's a yoshi all right call yoshi sell yeah, it we'll, I mean, we'll make millions when when i saw that i was thinking like n- you know work in progress na- name to be determined kind of a thing oh you got that impression i got the impression that was the final name why would they announce I mean, it without the final name being i mean to me like what i felt with that part of nintendo's conference it was like we do have a lot of games coming we want to tell you guys about it but like we don't have anything for sure final yet so that's mm. the impression I got out of those. Interesting. I, I feel like there will be like it won't just be Kirby 2018, but who knows? Maybe they're rebooting Kirby and they're rebooting yeah. Yoshi. Actually, it looked like a reboot of Kirby because of that tree boss and the apples. And yeah, everything. it looked like a reboot. So who knows? They might be they might be doing that, but time will tell. I I actually think I got the impression that that game's just called Straight Ass Kirby, and the Yoshi games just call it Yoshi. Yoshi. So we'll see. I what mean, happens. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. So are we going to talk about you know? Metroid the thing Prime. that completely overshadowed that Yoshi game. Yeah. Metroid Prime 4 is happening. Holy it's shit. It's a thing. That's what they confirmed. It, yeah, they... It, it's, that's, all, that's all we need to know. It's a thing. Yeah, they confirmed it. They it's just been way too they long. They showed, like, the logo, and that's it. Which, it, yep, and it, I'm fine it, with yeah. that. Mm, it could not be further and, away, is what I mean. Yeah. Like, they literally just showed a 4 and then put a Metroid up, and they had the music playing from, like, Metroid Prime 1 yeah, on GameCube. Yeah, I give it... We're not going to get anything about it next year, and we're going to get a trailer the f- following year. That's what's going to happen. Guys, I, I don't know. When they say Prime, does that just mean first person? Is that really what that means? I mean, it's a it's a direct sequel. Yeah, pretty much. It's a direct sequel to, I mean, Metro Prime 3, so it's going to mean... Okay, then I'm worried the about series. it then. I'm worried. I mean, I know I said on previous podcasts that I want to see an update to Metroid, but I don't know if I necessarily want to see Metroid Prime 4, another first-person shooter. What needs to happen, okay, is that they need to do to Zelda. Or, I'm sorry, they need to do to Metroid what they did to Zelda. 
They need to like transform it and make it like a, a leader. They need to give us something that we don't even know we want. I can't even like describe what it would be, you know, but uh, what all if, I can say is it can't be, well, they are giving it another, another corruption uh, and it can't be a, a task force, whatever that <laughs> Metroid oh, yeah. Prime Federation Force. Federation yeah, Force. It can't be that. But I don't know what a new Metroid Prime looks like. I just don't want a Halo corridor shooter again with uh, with loot. Honestly, if if I mean if we're going off the the streak that Nintendo's on with Zelda and now Mario Odyssey, yeah. like they're re- completely revamping their like huge IPs right now and just completely transforming yeah. them for in a yeah. good direction. But I mean, we also can't forget that they're coming out with another 2D Sam or uh, Metroid game for the 3DS, Metroid Samus Returns, which looks awesome. Where was that way. announced? And it comes yeah, that out under my radar. Yeah, it, during the Treehouse. Oh, during what? the Treehouse. There, uh, yeah. There's 2D Metroid during the Treehouse. 2D Metroid what? comes out in September. What? Pixel art yeah. or 3D? Hold on, what's it called? No, it's it's uh it's a uh, like a. Uh, 2.5 what, what's it called return of it's, samus uh, metro Met- metroid samus returns all right i gotta look at this sorry go ahead keep talking but yeah it looks awesome like it just the, the way they presented it, it it looks so fluid it looks like almost like it, if you could almost say cinematic for a 2d game like it, it dude it i'm pretty sold it's on 3DS it honestly exclusive. like dude this yes. wasn't in the presentation and a lot of Whoa. people uh, a lot of people were talking, man. It's like, oh, I don't know if they'll ever do like a two point, like a two D Metroid game ever again because ND developers do them so much better and blah blah blah. But I mean, they did it, man, and it looks amazing. Mm, not gonna lie, I'm watching it right now, so you're gonna get my live reaction. But go ahead, keep talking. But um, yeah. So like the whole Metroid news was huge, man. It really was. Why um, isn't this in the presentation? Got, this is what I want to see. I don't know. I don't know why it wasn't in the actual wow. presentation itself because we got done with the Mario Odyssey thing and it just kind of. I think ended. the presentation and then was to focus on the Nintendo Switch, not like there wasn't a single 3DS. Yeah, game. There wasn't any 3DS. Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. Dude, there's yeah. like melee combat. Wow. Yeah, dude, Grappling it looks beam, wild, and you get like, all kinds of different suits and. Oh, the lighting looks yeah, nice too. It looks wild. Oh, okay. Oh. Sorry, guys. This must be yeah. terrible for a podcast. Go ahead. <laughs> no. What? No, oh, this no, looks dude. Good. You, you, you seriously have a ball. I'm glad. I'm glad we're getting your live reaction to this. Um, <laughs> oh, this it's is, like that's oh, great. there's like it does look. Wow, it's like slow mo zooming in on the bosses. Wow. Yeah, oh. dude. That's what I'm saying. It's got presentation to it, and it's mad. Metroid it's Samus mad Returns. Stylish. Is this like a reboot, um, or is this like a Metroid Prime Two remake, or is this like the sequel to Metroid Fusion? Do you know? I don't know wow. to be honest. It's free. Um, you got to do, okay. do some googling. Wow. Yeah. Um. Of course, like during the press conference. Otherwise, uh, aside from the huge, wow. huge Metroid announcements. Okay. Uh, cool. We got we, we got more arms. We got, we got more Splatoon yeah, arms stuff. Yeah, Splatoon, just like promo stuff. Essentially, it's not like they dropped anything Hot. new. I'm somewhat surprised uh, they, they even did. brought oh, those the names. other huge thing. So the dude that the uh, uh, character I his name, the, the dude from Game yes. Freak. Yeah, he was he was talking about Pocket Tournament Deluxe. <laughs> But he also gave out a very small but yet very large nugget of information that there is confirmed to be a Pokemon game in development for Nintendo Switch, yeah. and it's going to be a core RPG yeah. it's Pokemon be the game official, for the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. So, guys, yeah. the, like, 
but it's not coming out for another year. I, or I love how he casual he said it. It was just like seriously. Yeah, I know it's whatever. It's just another core RP. Like what you like those games? <laughs> whatever. Oh, we're yeah. making another one. It's fine. It'll come out in a couple years. <laughs> anyway, pocket tournament. <laughs> you know guys? what that is, pocket guys? Tournament. That's the death of a 3ds. Yeah, that's what that is. It's significant. I mean, I'll, I'll admit, like, yeah, I, we, yeah, we wanted to give the 3ds another year to breathe. And then we're gonna, like, you know, kill it. I almost exclusively owned the 3DS for like Pokemon and Fire Emblem, and the fact that Fire Emblem is confirmed for Switch, like not that gross Fire Emblem Warriors game, but like an actual Fire Emblem game is confirmed for next year. Um, so and much now, Fire Emblem now, so much, so much. Yeah, but yeah, too and much, then now argue. that there's there's a core RPG Pokemon game confirmed for I don't know 2019, 2020, maybe. You know, like it's coming for the Switch. Like that yeah. to me, it just mm-hmm. it means I'm selling my 3ds at some point because I have. Moving, yeah, they're moving away from 3ds, and you know what? This might surprise you guys, but you know, you care to guess what game that I actually have logged the most hours on on 3ds? Do you care to venture? Uh, Brain Quest. What about you, Colin? Um, just name a game. The okay, Bachelor. Can, can I change my guess? Yeah, Pokemon Pinball. Okay, not no. It was actually Animal Crossing. Believe it or not, I have spent probably three to four hundred hours on 3ds playing animal crossing with my fiance like we love that game now i just realized that was missing Uh, completely i know that's another thing like not word one on animal crossing i was really hoping to get some updates on that because that is perfect for the switch right they don't need to put another one out on 3ds the one on 3ds was damn near a perfect game seriously guys it was almost a perfect game um but i i just was disappointed not hear anything about it um yeah, I you know I, that now that you know, this kind of changes the face of this. I mean, I thought Nintendo came up came across did a pretty good presentation um, this year, but now that I see that 2D Metroid, like oh, I'm getting even more hype now. We haven't even started talking about Mario yet. Mm-hmm. Well, let's change that. Yeah. Let's start talking about Super Mario Odyssey. Wow, Super Mario that Odyssey. That trailer was a lot to unpack. There is okay, a so lot of information. There. I. I remember Dude, when I was. It was so everything about it. It was charming. It was stylish. It like it just looked. Fun. I remember it just looked when I was fun. first watching it. In big bold like, letters. Like you see that the, the grassland and then like the dinosaur walks in. At first I was like, "What is this? Monster what, Hunter what game is this? Yeah, is this a Monster Hunter double cross? Are they like announcing <laughs> it? Like that'd be cool." And then you just see the you see Cappy peek out from the top of the dinosaur. And he has a name like, now. His name's Cappy. Yeah, I remember seeing the the cap, and I was like, "Oh yeah. shit, this is cool, <laughs> dude!" It had the music from yeah. Oh, it was just everything came together. Like it's even way weirder than I thought it was going to be. Oh, way yeah. stranger. You can possess yeah, people. You, yeah, Mario real people actually jumps into the astral plane, <laughs> and like, and his the the uh, physical manifestation of his spirit is his mustache and his hat. Yep. <laughs> On well, all things. It's ridiculous. Here's the thing, though. Did Mario ever exist, or has it always been Cappy just taking over an Italian plumber up until now? Yeah, we're all a little Mario now, right? Like, yeah. He can possess humans, too, in New Donk City. Did you see that? Ex- yeah, exactly. He's just so, taking so, over, like, folks. I, I think Cappy was the original hero. New, new Cap- Super Cappy Brothers. The retcon and the whole thing. We've been living a lie. <laughs> Yeah, Dude, you I can think, be a bullet bill. You can be a fish. You can be a yeah, everything with you, a mustache. You could you be can, a uh, giant dinosaur, a T Rex. Yeah, like 
Even the T Rex had a mustache, and it, on the T Rex, it looked like a Hitler stash a little bit. I'm not gonna lie, a little bit. But <laughs> that to me is like, man, I what just, kind of? I'm excited God. about the worlds they're gonna bring you to because they only showed. Um, if you tuned into the Treehouse after the show, they only showed two worlds. They showed New New Donk City, right? Yeah, and uh, this kind of like desert, like Sahara desertish place, mm-hmm, but it's like mm-hmm. frozen over. Dude, dude, I totally want to be sombrero. Yeah, poncho you can be Mario like Mexican, Mark. You can be, um, you can be a bolt of electricity riding a wire, and even when you're the bolt, mm-hmm. you have a mustache. Yeah, the fashion, <laughs> like the stupid amount, just the stupid amount of like mechanics that this game is opening up. Like, just the fact that you can possess anything just opens up so much shit. And I don't know how they're gonna even like what they're gonna do with all of it. Like, it's just so much. There's just so uh, many doors this, that they're opening with what are, you can do. Are in this all game. games on uh, Switch digital as well? You can download them. Yeah, yeah. Yes. None of them are physical only. No, but the, I mean, there are games I know that of. come out physical. Right, but you can download everything as well. Correct. As far as I can think of. Okay, because my point being is like I feel like this game is gonna be hard to find physically. Like this is this is an awesome awesome game. This is definitely worthy of Mario. You know, I think what was the last one? Uh, 3D World or whatever. Yeah, on the yeah, Wii U. I feel like on cats. the Wii U, those games never really hit as hard as expected. They were hard to find during the holiday seasons, but this one is definitely harkening back to like Galaxy, Galaxy Two, Mario sixty four. Like this is going to be a heavy hitting, awesome Mario game. So much weirdness in mm-hmm. a good way. Yeah, I think th- this game's going to have a lot to offer. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I do love that, like, Cappy isn't only used as a, um, like, a possessor, but, like, you can attack people with it. And uh, you can use motion controls to change, like, the flight path of Cappy when you throw him, actually. Like, you make him spin around you instead of, like, a straightforward throw, things like that. So, it kind of, it makes Mario, like, the combat a lot more dynamic, you know? Which I never thought I'd yeah. really say about a Mario game, because combat's usually, like, pretty straightforward. Yeah, you jump on Goomba, Goomba die. Yeah, or, you know, maybe you uh, shoot them with a water gun. Uh, That's maybe Or it. not. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, it's like, it's basically Mario Grand Theft Auto, except <laughs> instead of stealing cars, you just steal other just people steal, and other things. Yeah, you, you just you possess just steal them. corporeal beings. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It, it looks like it's going to be a good game. And from what I'm gathering, uh, did either of you tune into the treehouse afterwards to see just the gameplay? A little bit. I kind of had a pretty busy day, but I saw a little Not bit. Really. Of it, man, I'm just my final thoughts on Mario system seller day one. This is the reason to own a switch bar none. Uh, honestly, well, I, argue, the wild. I was going to say, I, I, I'd argue even it's going to be more accessible than breath of the wild, you know? So I just think this is like, Obviously, Mario is the flagship property. I mean, not to sell Zelda short. That's an amazing game. But this game is going to reach a, a wider audience than Zelda could with its, with its accessibility and with Mario's uh, recognition as a brand character. Yeah. Yes. Definitely going to be picking up that Zelda DLC, too, by the way. Oh, uh, yeah. They showed a little bit of that, and that yeah. looks cool, I guess. But Yeah. I put I, I front-loaded all my chips. I anted up right away, and I bought that, um, that DLC pack, like, day one, basically, with Breath of the Wild. So I'm going to get it on Wii U. Yay. Nice, nice. <laughs> that thing, I have to, yeah, I have to dust it off when that stuff comes gets launched. But man, Nintendo was awesome. And now that I see that 2D Metroid, thank you, Colin, for showing me that. I had no idea about that. Um, so that's yeah, awesome. Dude, I didn't read about it until afterwards. That's so. exciting. Let me say one more thing about Nintendo. I have a theory. Okay, well, all this talk when the when the Wii U was going down, when the Nintendo was developing their new console, the Switch, right? What was the talk of the town? What was the toast of the town? 
it was VR. Okay. It's kind of lost, you know, it's kind of lost its, its way a little bit, but I have a theory and I don't really have anything to back up this theory other than what I'm observing. But I have a theory that the Nintendo switch was actually designed with VR in mind. Should it become, uh, almost necessary, right? If everyone's doing VR and VR is the new thing, if it's really catching on, I really think the switch is uniquely equipped to handle that. I mean, look at, look at the controllers. One goes in each hand. They're wireless, much like the Vive, much like the PlayStation controllers and the and the uh, the Oculus hand controllers, right? And then also, um, you, it's very easy to imagine a very lightweight headset with with lenses cut out, where you would slide the Switch screen in, much like a cell phone, okay, and then have the VR screen like that. Oh, you're talking about the Switch Gear? Yeah, yeah, the Switch. Yeah, the Switch. Yeah, Switch Vive, yeah, it, dude. Yeah, it would be all too. It would be all too easy for them yeah, to make a pro. I think like I, that. you could do it cheap. I mean, I think the design was kind of. I think the design of the Switch is kind of tailored yeah. uniquely for that. And whether or not that's intentional or yeah, not, you just slide it yeah. in from the top there with the ridges on the yeah. top. You just slide it in there. I don't yeah, know. You but go. You're I can't. Sad, I've, dude. I've heard the pixel density on the screen is pretty good. I don't know how how it would compare to a proper. Uh, I mean, like, imagine a Vita, like a like an OLED, like an OLED Vita screen from like the yeah. original Vita, but even clearer. Wait a second, you're telling me the Switch looks like an OLED? Like, dude, I'm not gonna, I'm not like, what? I compared my Vita, like my Vita screen. I have the original Vita. You're sure it's the OLED, OLED version because they changed. Yeah, that. it is the OLED version. I can okay. show you it right okay. now. But okay. like, I have that too. I, I'm not gonna like the screen looks even better than wow. the okay. original well, hey, Vita screen. Good, good. Good. So maybe, you know, maybe there's something to this theory. I don't know. We'll see. I, or also if VR doesn't become a thing, which it seems like it's more, you know, less likely as the days go by. If if VR doesn't catch on, Nintendo can just shrug off. Be like, oh, it looks like we don't have to make that stupid headset anymore. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. shit. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, and like you said, since it's so like, it's pretty much built for VR already. They could like them making it or not making it would not probably cost them all that much. It's, I mean, about the same as the gear. I don't know how much they would charge for such I mean, a thing. Yeah. Knowing, knowing that it's a Nintendo product, they would probably try to get away with some ridiculous price for it that's just above where you'd want to pay, but you're still willing to buy it. I mean, I don't know how, you know, off base I am. Have you guys, has that thought ever crossed your guys' mind at all? With the Switch I as mean, owners? Not, slightly. I, not me personally, when, but... When I was playing Thumper... I remember thinking, like, dude, this would be frightening in VR. It is frightening, yeah. Yeah, as you've confirmed. But I never thought, I want my Switch to do VR. Yeah. After we talked about that that week, I went back and played it in VR, and I was like, oh, man, this is... Oh, it's good. Yeah. Makes me want to buy the whole game because I'm just playing the demo. But yeah. So who knows, man? What is in store for Nintendo? But the fact is, I think it that could be, you know, down the road maybe. And it could be relatively... uh, uh, inexpensive because it's just really like a couple lenses and something to strap on your head. That's all you really need, right? Mm-hmm. There's an accelerometer there. Everything's there. All right, so let's cap off this behemoth of a of a podcast. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah. hey, this is the yeah. week. This is the week for a long episode. There's just it is too much news, and it, there's no way we even probably covered 25 percent of what happened. Really, not even. So. I guess let's end this with a final question. If there was one announcement, one game, one bit of news from the past couple days that stuck out with you the most or that you are most excited about in the next year, what would it be? Hmm. Don't all rush at once. Oh, okay. Um, I, I will say that like the Shadow of the Colossus remake was the was like the thing that was like holy fuck for me like I like because I totally just did not like I, completely. Did out you of play left it field. on PS3? Uh, did you play I it? it on it's PS2. pretty good. 
I played it's it on PS2, good, and the PS3 version was pre-mo, dude. It ran it in a native 1080p at 60 frames per second. Yeah. yeah so, like... Yeah. It's good. I, yeah. And I, so, like, I played through this PS3 version. It was completely satisfied. Like, never would have expected them to completely remake it. Then Seriously. Blue Point... Blue, like, the, they came out, and they're like, oh, yeah. Re, like, re, complete remake. Like, what? And on top of that, it's not made by Team Eco. It's made by Blue Point Games. Which mm. means that we're not going to have to fucking wait 10 years for it to come out. It's actually going to come out next year. <laughs> what, like, did, what did Blue Point make again? Where do they... Um, so they actually did the original remaster of the Eco and Shadow of the Bosses uh. collection. They did um, a couple other... Like a bunch of other remasters. I can't remember them off the top yeah, of my head. Yeah, they do a lot of remasters. Yeah. Yeah, so they're, they're good at it. They're good at it. They make solid remasters, obviously. We know they're capable of handling it. Um, and they did a, like another remake or two. Um, it, I can't remember off the top of my head what their original games are. Um... But anyway, I digress. Um, the game looks just uh, absolutely stunning. And obviously, the other big announcement is Metroid Prime 4, uh, which was the other oh shit moment is actually happening. But um, definitely the biggest one for me personally would be Shadow of the Colossus. I just adore that game so much. So, Okay, what about you, Jack? Now right, you've had so, time to think. Yeah, the C3 is just, you know, winners and losers, just like every year. So yeah. the big the big winners for me uh, take away, much to my surprise, uh, Ubisoft. I thought they had a very solid, um, from beginning to end, honestly, presentation. I would definitely watch that again. I, I think that they have some real quality titles coming up. I think they're kind of firing off on all cylinders. They kind of fought back that aggressive takeover that was happening with Vivendi and everything. So they kind of came out the other end of the tunnel. Um, yeah, Yves Germo, he's he's leading the company in a good direction. I feel really confident about Ubisoft, so buy stock in that. Um, also, another winner uh, for me this year was absolutely Nintendo. Nintendo, uh, not only in the Ubisoft uh, presentation, also in their own presentation with uh, Mario plus Rabbids, uh, Kingdom Battle, and then also with Mario Odyssey. Like, incredible, incredible software coming towards Switch. That is, the, that is something I was discussing as well with my fiance earlier today when we were watching this. Like, Nintendo is doing it. They have third-party support. They're selling Switches like crazy. This is a success. Like, Bonafide, like, you, you, rest assured, this console is going to sell like crazy this holiday season. So, man, Switch did what it needed to do, right? It's not, you know, I mean, it had a low bar to follow with the Wii U. But if you had something that was just as good as the Wii U or even just a little bit better, Nintendo would be in some serious trouble. But they they have come out and they're really putting together a good console. And I'm buying one. So I'm the last one of the three, right, to, to hold out. So I'm going to have yeah, Mario. True. Yeah, I'm going to have both those Mario games and, and, and others. And Splatoon 2, there's a lot uh, to look forward to with Switch. So that's awesome news for Nintendo. Um, the losers, okay, so... Definitely Sony. Sony was the absolute loser this year, which is a surprise, I think, to everyone on this podcast because, again, they've just been looked at as the people's champion. They've been the ones to come out and really give um, video game audiences what they've wanted. And so, again, with a 12 a year remake of a game that I love personally is just not enough to get me hype. And Spider-Man, it looks good as well, but it's not a marquee title. There's much better things to be looking forward to. Who knows, though, how far into the future we are going to have to look forward to it. Are we talking some of these games? 2019, I could definitely see uh, Death Stranding t- not come out till 2020 or, or plus. I ser- I'm serious about that. 
Kojima is infamous for that kind of thing. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, Sony big loser. And then the only thing that could be worse than Sony this year is Microsoft coming out with the Xbox One X at $499, like completely losing sight of what is going to uh, give them the lead. Yeah, they're going to sell some, um, you know, but you're going to have to buy a 4K TV. And some 4K TVs right now and during Black Friday are actually probably going to come in cheaper than the Xbox One X, believe it or not, depending on, yep. you know, size of the screen. But it's just that was just a real opportunity for Xbox to make a big dent and really seize the lead. Um, And they flubbed it. And I think that they did show a lot of games. But again, it's just a proposition that I'm not as a PC gamer. I'm not willing to shell out the money for the Xbox One X. So those are the big losers. But Mario came out on top. Nintendo, Ubisoft, kudos. I thought it was a good E3 for you guys. But overall, a transition year for the industry. Overall, kind of coming away from this E3 with a down feeling. Not so super hype about stuff. Uh, I don't know if that's just cynicism or what, but you know, kind of a down transition year in E3. Yeah, I think the two, um, like, I didn't know we were doing winners and losers, so I think you can sum up with this E3 with a couple words. It would have to be, like, mediocre safe maybe like i mean there were like there there were definitely some peaks like we yeah, saw like we talked about for instance yeah not yeah safe. there was that like and there, it wasn't without peaks um for sure but like i i, I mean it's like for the most part i think there was nothing i don't think any of the conferences were like fucking triple a plus like just you know crazy like you know I, I, nintendo was really good and I, I personally, I think they would win for me personally, like overall. But like, it wasn't to the point where it was like, for instance, like the last two years of Sony's conferences. Um, to, it wasn't quite to that point for me. Yeah, the thing I think that stood out to me the most, like the thing that I'm looking forward to the most out of, coming out of the C3, is uh, this game called Skyrim. Uh, they mentioned it like three times throughout the conference. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I the thought it, was, it looks really cool. Not fucking die. You know, I was coming in and say three. Like, you know, what? there's not enough fucking Skyrim. Surely, there's other consoles this can be on. Yeah, give me more. I need it on my phone in my pocket. No, um, so the- hey guys, my my beer glass. It plays Skyrim now. Nice. <laughs> um, no, but the thing I am really looking forward to the most probably is Wolfenstein Two, the new Colossus. That looks really good. It looks very exciting. A lot of the fact that it's coming out. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, the fact it's coming out so soon is uh, it's really exciting. You know, um, four months away, October twenty seven. Um, I'm also really yeah. interested in Mario Odyssey. I think that's going to be a really good hit, and it's, I think it's going to solidify the Switch's place in the industry because right now it still feels like you know it's it's a little kid trying to be in an adult world, but Mario Odyssey is going to help prove that. It has a track record of being a good console with good games that people will want to buy a three hundred dollar handheld for. I think right. I think switches are going to be hard to find this holiday season. I think yes, everything else is going to be easy to find. I think mm-hmm. I think most of this, like the rest of this year, for me personally, it's probably going to be mostly catching up on what's come out so far this year on the Sony side of things because there's just been so much um, up until obviously uh, more stuff drops for the Switch. Uh, obviously, Mario Odyssey in October, um, but yeah, like it. 
the the thing is, yeah, there isn't too much on the Sony side of things that is coming out for the rest of the year, and that is a problem. But they just released so much at the beginning of this year that I haven't had like near enough time to even begin to play all the games that they dropped so far. I haven't even played Horizon yet, if that tells you anything. So I haven't oh, either. It's actually, so yeah. good guys. It's actually mm-hmm. when 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 my fiance was watching me play that, she's like, "This looks more fun than Zelda," and I'm like, "It kind of is, but don't speak so soon, right?" <laughs> yeah yeah but let's uh let's wrap up here so uh where can we find you guys online on the internet verse um i am colin and mono on twitter aka at boo boo 55 underscore underscore five oh five. yeah the underscore underscore i don't know I, I still i still curse myself from to this day like that i couldn't i should have just change it to something else because the underscore thing get another ridiculous. one yeah i think you I know, change right? your name on twitter like on the fly can't you no, well, you can't change your handle anymore, at least from what uh, I tried okay. the other day. I used to be able to on the fly, but I don't think you can anymore. Um, you can okay. only change your, your like screen name or whatever. But Oh, man. You can find me at Jack Cepeda at J-A-C-C-E-P-E-D-A on Twitter. That's Very me. nice. And you can find me, Robert Scarpinito, at Pinoptimist, P-I-N-O-P-T-I-M-I-S-T. I'm on all the social medias as that, so hit me up there. That's an E3, Oh, yeah, guys. and it's also it's also uh, worth mentioning that you can also hit all of us up or ask us, shoot us any comments or questions oh. at Tiny Disc Podcast. That's our Twitter handle, uh, Tiny at Tiny Disc Podcast, a.k.a. Tiny Disc is our screen name. Yes, we're official now. We have our own Twitter for all of us three. So if you want to hit us up as a group, go ahead and do that. We're a real yes. boy. Yeah, actually, yeah. and also if you want to email us as well, uh, tinydiscpodcast at gmail.com. Send any uh, concerns, likes, uh, complaints, uh, questions, yeah, anything you want for the uh, good of the cause. So, oh, and please ship post. <laughs> I don't know what that <laughs> is. What is that? What are you asking Devol- people to do? <laughs> Devolver. <laughs> what? By the way, Devolver Digital's E3 press conference oh, won. Man, How could we forget? Right. They won. They won everything. Yeah, was it Devolver was so it was so good. It was like staying up at two in the morning and watching Adult Swim. It's amazing. All right, so I need if to watch this seen like it? right now. Yes, go watch it, folks at home. Okay. If you haven't seen it, just to watch fit, just the fit, fit, first fifteen minutes. That's what you need. Yes, and tweet your reactions to us at hashtag TDP and let us know <laughs> what you think of this bonkers as all hell conference that they yeah, uh, that developers see pulled off. It's very good. Cool. Um, but that should wrap us up for this week uh, for our E three extravaganza. Yay! Yeah. Yes, um, watching so- almost three hour long marathon of a podcast. Yeah. So uh, tune in next week for another episode of the Tiny Disc Podcast. And until then, we'll see you later. Right on. Let's check me out. Listen.